uh, that is a playlist that you Are have. you an Apple Music person? Oh, God, no. Right? You have Spotify. Okay, that's I, what yeah, I thought. I've had Spotify Premium since maybe 2012. We better get into it. Yeah, I remember... <laughs> I remember getting <laughs> this is the most you said this to me earlier. I'm recording this by the way. I'm sure. Um the you said this to me earlier in the car that I what did, what were your exact words that you said I am the closest to being queer person without being queer that you know? Yeah, that like I've ever met. Yeah, they were like you're so close. I'm like literally an 85-year-old gay man because you know what got me into getting Spotify Premium mm. was because I wanted to be able to listen to the whole Book of Mormon soundtrack. <laughs> uninterrupted that's not an 85 year old gay man that is any Ugh. theater gay from any institution it, that was my gateway yes. and i remember listening to the book of mormon this is so specific i don't know why yes. i remember this but i remember my sophomore year of college taking a drawing class drawing one like literally just like drawing one yeah and we were allowed after the first it was like a it was a two or three hour class it was a tuesday thursday yeah like nine to ten class i think uh-huh and the i remember like my professor after the lecture portion was over when we were practicing he would obviously would let us listen to music Duh. sure why not um and i remember having on my probably my i think i had an android still at that time maybe i had switched back over to team iphone i can't remember anyway um i remember listening to the book of mormon soundtrack and practicing like cross hatching and subtle shading and always and like taking my eraser and going back and erasing things to like have like the highlight on like glass negatives yes exactly exactly it was so iconic and i don't know but then i was like i can't listen to the whole book of mormon soundtrack without hearing a commercial i'll just pay ten dollars forget that and also that was before that was before itunes stopped Right. right, because th- that was at the time where you could do Spotify or you could still buy music. Sure. And I was like, I'm not going to buy, because an album, a musical theater album was like $25. It was like mm-hmm. way more than just a dollar a track. It right. was way more than that. And I was like, I'm not going to buy the whole album. And I would definitely buy more than $10 worth of singles every month. Mm-hmm. So it really, at the time especially, was a huge, huge, huge money saver. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was my gateway into Spotify Premium. was like, I want to be able to listen to the Book of Mormon soundtrack uninterrupted while I'm in my drawing class. If it Walking all the way across campus, because you know where that art building is. Yeah. It is all clear there's nothing over there no free harman said literally we don't like the arts. by itself in the corner absolutely they don't even make arts buildings they just repurpose old houses that are like in the, in the community they're like this is the art house now it's like okay great but it was clear on the opposite side of campus so i had your girl was walking a lot it's so funny to me because they're not even like t- like enforcing the stereotype of like let's take the arts money and give it to the jocks. No, they're giving it jocks. to no. They're giving it to the Bible majors. They're giving it to the Bible majors. This yeah. is a Freed Hardman slander. There podcast wasn't even football. Uh, absolutely, was that we enemy of the podcast? We don't Hardman. even. Yeah, literally, we don't have enemy of the podcast. Freed Hardman. <laughs> that's the truth. They don't even have like a football team. So they the, don't. The money is going. It's not even going to the basketball team, which the basketball team historically is pretty strong yeah like they won the whole thing yeah multiple times last just like two years ago but like dang they really were like no 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 no. the money is going to the ministry kids yeah bible kids the bible major we need to get these guys a a 14th bible because they're all guys every single one of them every single one of them is a white man because there are women who like tried to be missionary majors but usually get like scared away from it exactly Emily means our mutual friend i totally believe that they Mm -hmm. will bully the women out of the bible program absolutely because it's like this isn't your place yeah it's the boys club enemy of the podcast 
and Fried Hardeman University at large. What you know about if that. there's anyone who's listening, my only goal in life is to keep people from going to that school. If anybody's listening to this podcast and think about going to FHU, do not go. It is a waste of your money. It will religiously traumatize you. Do not go to that school. Daisy, honey, we're talking to you. Daisy specifically, do not go to that school. It is <laughs> trash. It's trash. Welcome back to the Pyramid, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name is Amanda. I am your host every single freaking week. I am rejoined again. You know them. You love them. A lot of you in the comments slash the reviews and the emails want this girl back. Period. So she returns. My friend Jake. Prepare to be sick of me. (laughs) (laughs) Prepare to have you being on the podcast everyone's problem everybody's problem <laughs> except for mine i was talking with amanda earlier and like one of our mutual friends this is the fourth time this season <laughs> that i've been here <laughs> it's a competition to see who is going to be on the most you or eli eli can choke and i'm really here to say that in public <laughs> eli can choke honestly. eli if you see me on the streets it's on site <laughs> If I see Eli. I know you're streets. like twice my height and definitely like twice my muscle mass, but I well, will. No, no, no. How tall are you? I'm six foot two. Oh, Eli's not taller than you. He's not. No, he's, he's definitely like, more muscular than I am, though. Uh, debatable. He... What do you mean debatable? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a, a suggestion of a person. They're show muscles. They're not real. Oh, we better believe that. You know what I mean? Sure. That he, Eli is, I think, like six feet. You're a little bit taller than he is. Maybe. And I I do, I'm a fan, people, of a Chelsea boot. If you're not into a Chelsea yes. boot, y'all better get into it. Yeah. If you're wearing your boots, if you're wearing your heels, it's game over. If obviously. you're a man and you're listening to this podcast, which I mean, honestly, unlikely, but if you're a man listening to this <laughs> That's podcast, not true. you better get a, you better get a Chelsea boot. You, uh, you that is the truth. Y'all if anybody cowards, is looking Chelsea for, boot. if any, any dude is listening to the podcast, who's looking for a dress shoe, Chelsea boots, Chelsea boots, Chelsea baby. is like the name of the like style. Yes. It's not a woman named Chelsea making boots for you. It's fine. Um, I would like to remind the, the crowd, the jury and the class that 84% of my audience is female. Slay. 12% is male. And then I have 2% of non-specified and 2% of non-binary pals. You better work. So I do have dudes. Okay, I know, great. I know who two, I know who three of them are, which I don't think three of however many I have is 12%, but still they exist. It's fine. Um, uh, yeah, Jake is back. I was going to say something else and I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. Yay, Jake. <laughs> Eli can choke. Yay, Jake. Yeah, that's the cliff notes. Yeah. If you just like need to skip ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jake, I've been going back and kind of like recapping to folks like how I know the guests that I have. Yes. Um, Jake, do you want to talk about how we knew each other <laughs> or how we met? Um, yes, yes, I because do. Because I, I don't tell this remember story this story, but you remember the story very clearly. It, I have no recollection of this, but I believe it happened. It is like very passing. It's not like as grandiose as like you would think it like to be. But I was just a baby little freshman. I was so scared. At Freed Hardman University. At, at Freed Hardman University. You better not get into it. <laughs> don't uh, get into uh, it. Don't get into it. They have a 92% acceptance rate, but don't get into it. No. Yeah. Red I flag. I know people who like fully admitted to me their freshman year that they made a 15 at ACT and Freed Hardman still yeah, said, yeah, sure, come on. Totally. Incredible. In the name totally. of the Lord. So I um I was just a scary little freshman. I was like super like I was about to say super closeted, which is the truth. It but the, the truth. word I was looking for is conservative. Like I was like super <laughs> both true. They go hand in hand. They do go hand in hand. <laughs> I was like super like, you know, like I was a lot more shy than I am now. Like yes. I didn't know anybody. Like uh-huh. I came to Free Herman like that on purpose because uh-huh. I, you know, like it was paid for, but I was just like there. 
you know, I like was making friends still and whatever. But I was in Corral, which is where the chorus, University yes. Chorus, which is where Amanda and I like officially spent the most time. Yes, in our freshman a year, crap ton of time in that rehearsal hall. Almost together. too much time on purpose. Too. I mean, it's not almost; it was too much time. <laughs> it was every day. It was every single day. Every day. If you didn't show up, our choir director would publicly shame you. People skipped lunch to go to Corral, and in yeah. fact, I did many times. Yeah, it was. Which, it was you know, insane. I cannot believe that. My eating disorder was like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love this. We okay, love anyway, this. continue. Um, anyway, uh, and supporting the arts, win-win. Yeah, true. Um, so I like just remember, I have a very clear vision of walking in to um, Wallace, enemy of the podcast, Wallace Gate of Cafeteria. Oh, the cafeteria was so gross. So bad. Um, but I walked in the front door and I was like all by myself. And Amanda and uh, our former friend were walking but her bestie at the time were walking up the stairs and i heard nothing else in the conversation except for um <laughs> oh shoot what was it i said i was shook to the core oh yeah you said you were shook to the core allegedly i don't remember that. yeah i don't remember but i believe shook i to the said core that. about and i was like oh that's my person right there <laughs> <laughs> but there was also a time that we were in that same like who used to be my best friend, but now we no longer speak for miscellaneous reasons. Yeah. Whatever. We don't have to Spin get into that. You know, whatever. But her apartment, and you were talking about, somebody said something about somebody being a pussy. Yeah. And that was also one of our first interactions. Did you say that? Yeah, I because did. Because that like, was fully. the one that I really, I must have blacked out. My senior year was a struggle. So I, my oh, trauma no. blocked most like, of that I year. used like pussy in like a really de derogatory way. Yeah. And you called me out for it. And yeah. I was like, oh, I've never thought about that before. I was like, when you say that someone's acting like a pussy, you're saying that somebody's acting like a woman. And you're saying that it's weak to be a woman. So don't do that. And I haven't since because I just, it really stuck with me. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm literally, my senior year of college was like one of the most traumatic years of my entire, and the year after were the two of the most traumatic years of my entire life for different reasons. And uh, most of my senior year of college is in my memory. It's just gone. Like, I don't remember a lot of it because of trauma. Um, but I, I totally believe that I did that. Yeah. I don't remember it, but I a zillion percent believe that that happened because that was the level of like calling out somebody for saying something stupid that I do not know. Sounds very much like something I would have done as a senior in college. Yeah, 100%. Like, but we knew each other at some point. I had like some point in that because otherwise I wouldn't have been in that apartment. That's true. We did choir and then we were also in theater because you were yes. a participant in my senior showcase, my like senior thesis project. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I was directing. That. Yeah. Jake was a cast member. It was really fun. And, that and then I did Dracula. The, you did Dracula, and Dra I was the technical director for Dracula because mm -hmm. our technical director professor was teaching abroad. Yes, and so he asked me to be the lead while he was overseas. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and she got to watch me be um, the progeny, the muse. Did you have to kiss a girl in that? I kissed. Um, Didn't you kiss a bunch of girls for that show? I, well, I don't want to say her name, but I kissed one of your besties. And oh. she was madly in love oh, afterwards. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot that it was her. Her. And like Ms. Ms. Girl. Ms. Girl. <laughs> the one, the only, the incomparable. The Ms. one who did girl. the play about the girl in the cupboard girl. Dang. I had totally forgotten that that was her that you had to mac on. Yes. Yikes. Several times every night. Practice all the time. And it had to be a legit kiss. Like it couldn't have been a you theater were, Your characters were married, right? Well, that. But also um, the theater is a black box theater. It was in the round. Right. So like the, audience the seating was, was in the round. The so, audience was right upon you. So yeah, if I did just like a, you know, a traditional like theater kiss, then it would have been like, oh, so he's kissing the air. Love that for him. Yeah. Because if you're in, if the audience is in thrust, then you can just like, make the angles look like that you're doing it and like not have to not right. make any contact but like 
So yeah. I actually, it's funny you mentioned this, you mentioned the Dracula Project, because I had a nightmare about the Dracula Project literally last night. Mama, it was a nightmare. You were in my house, and so it was like, my subconscious was like, time to dream about this. Yeah, time to dig up my past trauma. But the Dracula Project was a staging of, excuse me, a staging of a version of Dracula. Yeah. It wasn't just doing Dracula. Mm. And the like the struggle for this particular show was that, like Jake was saying, that one of the theaters on Fried Hardman's campus is a black box theater, which is just it's literally just like a black rectangle with curtains on every side. Yeah. And you can do whatever you want with the space. But there's no like if, when you think about a theater, traditionally, you're thinking about what's called a thrust or a proscenium theater where there's like a defined set of seats and then like a gap of like 10 feet and then the stage there's like usually some some distance between the audience and the performers and in this specific venue there wasn't that it was just chairs and you could put the chairs wherever you wanted mm -hmm. but it was a very intimate theater experience yes and the trick with the dracula project was that our scenic designer professor had oh i know why i remember this it's because a guy who was in the dracula project got married yesterday that's right. why i was thinking about this anyway the struggle with that show was that the stage was different levels of platforming that covered the entire floor. Which was fantastic. It was so cool. I, at the age of what, 21? You would have been, yeah. Yeah, I was 21 at the time. Had to build, had to run the team of builders who built all of those platforms. And it covered the entire stage. There was no room. And so you were almost like, almost like if you think about like playing Mario, how Mario jumps up and down from all these platforms. Yeah. It was like that kind of feeling of like some seats were on the floor, some were way up on top of a platform, some were in the middle surrounded by platforms. Like it was just a very like non-traditional way of doing theater. Mm -hmm. And so what you're saying is that when you and what's her face had to get down with the get down, there were people that were like six inches from you, like literally six up inches at you. Yeah. staring at you seeing so you couldn't be being you had six to really foot do two and then one of those performances in latin high heels not by choice <laughs> right <laughs> and and her being like five foot nothing yeah she's really really short it was like let me do um an acro performance real fast yeah. so i can oh, kiss this woman that. was that didn't you also have to lean out the window that i painted and scream? yes because <laughs> i was about to say i have vivid memories of yes. being really impressed by you painting that window thank you the i still have a great Thank you. I have a picture of that stonework on my phone. I look at it every time I think I'm not a good painter. And I'm like, I did that when I was 21. I was going through a mental health crisis. You compared it recently because you did the set work for Beauty and the Beast, too. I did. And it was similar paintwork, was it not? Yeah, it was really similar. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. That's the thing about my job I'm going to miss the most is painting. Ugh, I'm going to miss that a lot. But... Uh, go to literally any studio in Nashville. There's 47 of them. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so that's how Jake... And then Jake... <laughs> I graduated, my senior year was Jake's freshman year. Mm -hmm. And then after I graduated, it was very much like, uh, well, Jake and I are going to be friends forever. You know what I mean? Right. Sis was going through it. And I was literally. By sis, you mean me. Yeah. Yeah. By <laughs> yeah. sis, I mean her. I was living. Yeah. I was going, I was in Spain that summer. You, oh my God, I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Spain to July uh, for like a study abroad program, not a whole like thing but for a Sounds month like an intensive yeah an intensive so that i that way i could also have a minor in spanish and so right. well i had i graduated with two minors in a major but you know who's period. Coming. yeah period <laughs> <laughs> you'll see a woman win it uh so uh i like was in spain and i remember like toiling over like do i want to wish amanda happy birthday because she is a leo boss period boss queen and yep. i was just in my dormitory at mm -hmm. like american time like four in the morning being yeah. like 
Like, do I say something? Because like she had made it very clear, like verbally that like she did not like want anything to do with free Herman for a while so that she could heal. And I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. So it was, I I think that was a real big turning point in our friendship totally. because absolutely because especially with my like Enneagram type, like eights are very much drawn to like intimacy through conflict. Mm -hmm. And so if I can get into an argument or go through a tough time with somebody and that person can make it through and not be like, oh, well, we're fighting, so now we're no longer friends. Mm -hmm. If we can make it through that conflict, I will be on, I'll be a striker on your team until I die. Yeah. That's just how, I think that's just how I'm hardwired. And my, yeah, my experience at Freed was ass. Sure. It was awful. Sorry for the swear word, but it was awful. Mm -hmm. And I needed time. And that was also, 2018 personally was the worst year of my life by far. And I just was having a lot of personal issues and going through a lot that year. And Jake being the only person I went to school with who reached out and was like, you know, happy birthday. I hope things are well. And you sent me a longer thing too. Yeah, it was quite long. I can't remember everything I said. Yeah, but it, but no one else did that. And I, I had also had not to air out all my personal beef on the internet, but there were other, you know, extemporaneous circumstances that had also happened with some friends. Mm-hmm. And so for all of that to be gone, but then you to still be at the school, but also interested in my mental well being, and for us to work through a tough time together, it's like, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, money forged in the fire. Yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. It was also a formative moment for me too, because like for the first time, like with a friend conflict, usually I kind of, my old self would have probably just like tabled it. Like I wasn't yeah. very confrontational until like. Until you met me. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, largely, yeah. <laughs> but like until like, as I've built up confidence in myself and not yeah. like just in my faith or what my parents needed me to do mm-hmm. and like pleasing them. But like, for like conflicts with friends, usually I just like tabled it and like just let it go. Right. Or like I was like, oh, I lost a friend. I'll just make another one. Yeah. But same. like with this one, I like knew what to do. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to wait. Like that seems like the best option. So I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and like wait for her to heal and then like build a relationship from there. Yeah. Which, you yeah, know. it was great. And I say this with full sincerity that Jake is my only friend from college. Yeah, period. That's it, period. It is no competition because it wasn't to begin with. Uh, also true. And I will also tell people that the only good, the only lasting good thing that came out of college was our friendship. Mm-hmm. Like and when I'm talking about how much I don't recommend our school to people, I'm like the literally the best thing that came out of that and the only lasting good thing that I got out of that was Jake. So if you want to go find a Jake, you should yeah. go to that school. They're Come everywhere probably. Yeah. But and they're hidden and you need to find them and foster them and help them grow. But yeah. Cause they might be a Republican when you find them, but yeah. Know. And in the closet <laughs> and very in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> well, dang. Yeah. Um, okay. Are you ready to get into this? The pyramid of the world. Yeah. After that 40 minute excitement of us talking about us being friends for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the internet enjoyed that one. Prayers to your editors, which is you. <laughs> yeah. Prayers to me in like three hours when I edit this. Pour it out for Amanda, everyone. <laughs> You want to talk about the pyramid? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, what do you have? Oh, sorry. I'm thinking about my... I need to hold a hand. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about what I have for the bottom of the pyramid. It's going to take a minute for me to get there. What do you... You start. Yeah, Yeah. you go first. Um, Mine is real cut and dry, pretty simple. I think it's a universal experience. Uh Um, I was sewing a blazer uh, or trying to... (laughs) Well, let me get to it. (laughs) A universal experience of being a tailor. Yeah, the universal experience of me turning it out. (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway so i'm i was sewing a blazer and while i was sewing this blazer it was so late at night i was getting so tired uh-huh. that i accidentally <gasps> cut myself no baby it's, no i know i know everyone Aww. pray for me Aww. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. yeah it's just i mean you can 
I mean, Amanda can see it. It's just like a little, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. nicked my knuckle, right? Right. But healing it's on the from knuckle. those yeah. is so annoying. Yeah. Because I'm like, I just want to put a bandage on you so bad. Not, but I can't because you're on my knuckle. But I can't because you're on my knuckle. And not just because I'm like, <laughs> you know, the worst. And I'm like, oh, I need to cover it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no, no, like, no. I just don't want to get infected. And I yeah. feel like there's not a lot of treatment you can do if it's on a knuckle. Like, I don't want to lose a knuckle. To sepsis, <laughs> right? To tetanus, <laughs> right? To yeah, to tetanus. I, I think I got, um, I burned my knuckles at the beginning of last school year. I mm. was make, I was cooking, and I got oil on the back of my knuckles, Ugh. and it bubbled and blistered, and was so painful, Yuck. and it took forever to heal because it was on my knuckles. Yeah, that sucks. That is the bottom, honestly, forever and always. Yeah, of the pyramid for me. That sucks. My, <sighs> let me take a deep grounding breath. You can do it. My bottom of the pyramid mm -hmm. is people who, period, <laughs> is people who complain in an unhelpful way. I agree. So, for example, if there is an event that you are anticipating attending, mm -hmm. and that event is, oh, I don't know, too far away from your house, outside, not at the venue where you wanted it to be, blah, 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 whatever. Openly complaining about that is stupid. Mm -hmm. Just by itself. If you, if you are going to complain and say something like, excuse me, if you're going to complain, you could say something like, uh, this is really far from my house, or this is really far from all of our houses, me and these people. How about we have it at... Fill in the blank. Right. Here. But not doing that is just complaining. And mm. then people who complain like that and then show up to the thing anyway, you don't get to have you don't get to have a good time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. People are like, I'm so glad we did this. No, you're not. Just a minute you're ago you were complaining and being like, you guys are awful because you planned this thing 35 minutes from my house. What you could do, because listen, I love complaining. I'm not but saying it's you. not okay to complain. Right. What I'm saying is that you should, because I'm currently complaining about something right now. Mm. If you're going to complain about something, it needs to be something that is helpful. If, right. Let me back up. If you're going to complain publicly, you should have a solution to the thing that you're complaining about. Correct. If you're mad that the venue that the event is happening at is 35 minutes from your house, you should do what a normal person does. Text your bestie and be like, LOL, can't believe it. And then get over it. And they'd be done. 35 minutes is a walk in the park. I just want to say. That's also true. And also, yeah. it's like if you're hanging out with your girlies, it's 35 minutes. Get it together. Exactly. Whatever. I've woken up at like <sighs> four in the morning to drive from my friend's house in Springfield, Missouri, <laughs> all the way back up to teach that morning. <laughs> yeah. Like, shut. I don't know. It's just like. I want to hear it. If you wanted to do it, you would. That And like publicly complaining. Yeah. With no guise of like help. Yeah. Like, oh, this is really far away. Let's do it at this place instead. Shut up. Shut up. If you're not going to be helpful, what's the point of complaining? You're just letting everybody know that you're ticked. Sure. What? And now all of us are just going to what? Like, what are we supposed to do with the information that you don't want to be here? When you're complaining in the group chat about this thing, what are we supposed to do with you as an entity when you show up to that thing inevitably? Uh, I know what I do. Uh, hey, girl, go home. <laughs> that's what I, yeah. <laughs> that's what I just started doing. Like, oh, you're here? That's kind of surprising. Kind of surprising. Why don't you just stay home this time, girly? that's what i've been doing with my um the high school girls that i was doing volleyball and track with uh -huh. um like you know obviously you don't want to bully the child but like some of these girls would like openly complain about right. like 
oh, I can't believe I did a workout. Okay, stay home next time. Yeah, don't come. Go home. home. That's the other and they thing were, that they were gagged, me. girl. They were that, shocked. That is the other thing that really cooks my grits is when you said, well, this is an optional event. You don't have to come. And they're like, no, well, I want to. Okay, stop. If you want to go, shut up. If you don't want to go, don't go. And also shut up. It's because people are used to other people catering to them. Also, this is going to sound really mean, but nobody cares. No. No one cares. We don't. We just want to have a good time, girl. Exactly. Text your BFF. If you have a partner, tell your partner that you don't want to go and then shut up about it. But openly complaining to a group and then showing up to the event is sending me personally and others mixed signals. Do you want to be friends with us or not? Right. Because your attitude exhibits that you don't, but then your behavior exhibits that you do. Mm -hmm. So what lane are you in, girly? It's sure. so annoying to me. Pick a lane. Ugh, I hate it. The okay. worst. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what do you have for the middle? I kind of have like two. <gasps> okay. Two-ish. Question oh mark. Uh, one of them is a smaller one and one of them is much bigger. The small one is, um, so as I'm currently teaching still, Woo. you know, some of us, we stay in the profession, you know. I love that for you. I love that journey for me too. Yeah. Uh, I'm moving to a new school, like I mentioned before. Woo. I'm really excited. Uh, the team is great. But getting in that bag. Yeah, baby. Getting more money. More money and more bow, 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 resources. Bow. And people care about what yes. I have to say. Incredible. Ooh, love, um, love, love, love that. Love. Um, but this is not even related to that school. This is about like those teacher emails that you get, like the subscription oh. ones. Oh, yeah. I hate and those. like I am always so conflicted because like I feel like in my heart of hearts, I'm going to use one of these like little email things like from the teacher websites mm -hmm. that they are just sending out because I'm going to need a resource that they have for me one day. Yeah. Like in my, my core, I'm like, I can't unsubscribe from them because like I might need something that they're giving or somebody, one of my friends who's teaching might need something. I'm like, hey, this might interest you. Totally. But also it's so many emails yeah. all the time Constant. from so many different sources. So yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm just tired of it. Yeah. Um, the second thing is <laughs> men in general. Period. And here's why I'm in the middle, not why the bottom. Why are they not the bottom? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why, are we, why are they in the middle? Uh, well, first of all, we took a break between my bottom and your bottom. And I was like, I'm going to kind of be weird. But like, oh, wait, I have another. <laughs> um, but also, there, I, it would be unfair of me just in general to not say that I, have, I haven't I have found people that exude these qualities. Yeah. Uh, because there are a couple. Uh, like, I have like a like, date ish like coming up like in the next couple of weeks with like uh -huh. someone i am excited to like see and like hang out with yeah. but the large majority of that i've realized like in this second go around of me like seriously like throwing myself out there mm -hmm. is that it does not matter what your sexual orientation is men are always bad communicators at the end period like men I, are always trash men are well men are always trash tea but like there are so 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 many of that i'm single-handedly keeping conversation alive and then when oh. i'm like I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to let them try to pick up this conversation. Like oh. if they are really about it, then like, come on and crickets. And I'm like, you know what? It was waste my time. Whatever. So the, there's like, on, especially on TikTok right now, a whole like movement of like, um, women dating men and people that's not a movement but the movement is this idea of if he wanted to, he would. Mm -hmm. I a million percent disagree with that. Oh, because come on. men expect unless it's like not all men, men in general as a concept, sure. expect things to be handed to them. Hmm. Men have never over the course of history been empowered to do something that they want to do. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I understand there are men that just do whatever they want to do. And like, especially like politically, they just are like, if he wanted to, he would. That mm -hmm. energy very much does extend. But to some men, they are lazy, schlubby, bad communicator dudes. Right. Who don't, who 
they don't even know that they want something because they're so lazy. Right. So it's like, I understand the idea of if he wanted to, he would, because a lot of men in the world are like, they don't really care what other people think. They don't wait for permission. They ask for forgiveness or sometimes they don't even do that, whatever. But there are other dudes that like everything in life is handed to them. Right. And so there's no intrinsic motivation of, oh, I want to talk to this person. So I'm going to take it upon myself to do that. No, they just expect everything to be handed to them. And so they don't initiate conversation or they don't ask out people on dates or they don't whatever because Mm -hmm. they just expect those things to be handed to them. Or they're so deep in their male privilege that they don't even know that that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. They're like, they, they don't even have the cognizant thought of oh well it'll just show up whenever it's supposed to show up i'll just wait for it to be handed to me right they're just continuing through life as like brain dead vegetables Mm -hmm. who just react and respond to whatever's currently in front of them correct and on the other side there are other people not just women but other people doing the most to make the smallest interaction happen and it drives me nuts I think of I do actually prescribe to the ideology if he wanted to he wanted to he would but I feel the opposite about that concept. Okay, go so on. So like what you're describing and like I kind of flip in my mind. Okay. So that if he wanted to he would doesn't prescribe to like him like doing absolutely nothing and giving us go go, go give us nothing. <laughs> yeah. But uh like the idea of like if he wanted to put in the effort then he would. Sure. Yeah. That's how I feel about that. But when I yeah. think of it I, th- I, I think no, we, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. I think we have the same idea and the same concept. We're just putting different words to it. Yeah, I think so too. I also mm. think dudes are lazy, and I don't think That's dudes fair. care that they're lazy. They just are, and which is a fair critique. <sighs> so, that idea. There is a song that I'm thinking of currently. That's called "Stupid Big Teeth" by Emmy. You know, this yeah, song. I know the one. And she says, "If um, if I didn't call you, I'm not sure that we would still be friends." Correct. And it's like, that's the T, especially with maintaining relationships with men. If I, there are not so many friendships in my life with men because I don't have that many because I think <laughs> men are ass. But anyway, um, there are friendships, ma- male friendships in my life that I think like, if I am not going to reach out to you, we would stop being friends because I'm the one who's putting in the hours. I'm calling you first. I'm texting you first. I'm mm-hmm. asking you to hang out first. And it's always me. And if I put, if I don't put in that effort, guess who's not friends anymore? Us. Yeah. Because I'm doing the maintenance labor and you're doing nothing. I know. I mean, it won't leave me alone, you guys. She just keeps talking to me. <laughs> that's what, that's what it is. I'm a parasite. You think you're an enemy girl. Uh, yeah, bestie. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking about you. Even in Kansas City. <laughs> I'm like, not I'm talking like, about you. feel her grasp. <laughs> As you should. As I should. As you should. Afraid. <laughs> um, Jake one time didn't tell me that he and his boyfriend had broken up until like months after that happened. And she was I'm, so mad. I was so, I, we were currently, it was last time you were on the podcast. We were yeah. driving to go see Hairspray. And I was like, I'm going to pull my car off the road. I'm going to get into a car accident on purpose because you <laughs> suck specifically. I also, I'm really uh, scatterbrained. <laughs> so I just kind of assume that I tell people everything. Jake also has severe ADHD. 100%. <laughs> also severely tell. unmedicated. Yeah. If you can't tell why our I'm trying to work on that. So if you know somebody in the Kansas City, Missouri area that can prescribe <laughs> me Adderall that'd be so great that'd be very cash money of you it would be very cash money <laughs> men not very cash money no they're not at all but if they have ADHD medicine I might be willing to let it slide that they're a male period yeah period um <laughs> oh yeah gross 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 what's your mid um my middle of the pyramid is okay I, before I talk about this opinion I do want to recognize I have talked about people having this opinion before um uh-huh. I my middle of the pyramid is people's tokenization and ideology that surrounds Dolly Parton. 
Yes, because I continue. think people have it wrong. Now, on the podcast, multiple times I have talked about gatekeeping with sports and gatekeeping fandoms in general and how stupid that is, let people enjoy things. Mm-hmm. But I am continually frustrated by people's misunderstanding of who Dolly Parton is as a person, specifically in Republican circles. Now, yes. Dolly Parton very like very famously, very openly doesn't talk about politics Mm-mm. because she wants to play both sides to- in towards the middle. She wants to be able to pull from the Republican country music folks and the gays. She yes. wants to, and she, she says that she wants to do both. So mm-hmm. that's on her. Right. But especially recently with her donating so much money to the, um, to Vanderbilt to research vaccines for COVID. Yeah. People love her. Big slay. A big slay. And it's just very frustrating to me because I just don't understand. I don't, I just, I don't know. I just don't think people get it. And I don't think, I think she is such a pop culture icon mm-hmm. that it's very easy to love her. And people be yeah. like, oh, who doesn't love St. Dolly Parton, the, mm-hmm. sa- the patron saint of Tennessee, who doesn't love her, whatever. But like Dolly Parton came from a family of 12 people. Right. Family of nine children mm-hmm. or 10 children. Um, she grew up in a cabin in the woods. In, or no, I'm sorry, a cabin in the mountains. Yeah. In my Tennessee mountain home, her like first like really big single. Mm-hmm. She also was on the Porter Wagner show. That's how she first got famous. And Porter Wagner and her, like, there have always been rumors about whether or not they were romantically involved. And she's never confirmed nor denied because she doesn't want to talk about it, which I don't blame her. Mm-mm. But when she left his show, she he sued her. He sued her for a boatload of money that she did not have. And they were able to settle out of court and make it work. And she's never, like, talked ill of him or anything because she's like, without him, I wouldn't be anybody. So I don't want to put that energy into the universe. And Porter Wagner, at one point in his lifetime, went bankrupt. Mm -hmm. And Dolly Parton bought his record label to give back to him. So she pulled him out of debt. Right. Pulled him out of bankruptcy. And Dolly Parton wrote the song, I Will Always Love You, made famous by Whitney Houston, about Porter Wagner. Mm-hmm. She didn't write that about her husband. She didn't write that about, she didn't write that about Carl. No. Mr. Carl Dean. His name is Carl. His first name is Carl. <laughs> first of all. Second of all, not about him. It's about yeah. Porter Wagner. But she says, like, this very, like, very lovely sentiment of, like, if I am going to stay with you, I'll only be in the way. Mm. You know, like... I we so i'll leave but before i go you know i'll think of you every step of the way like all these things like so lovely and people just latch onto her as a reason to go get lit on broadway right and write a pedal tavern because they love dolly parton and right. it's like it's this the is excuse not... for some up-and-coming like country artist to name drop her in a song about also yeah. whiskey yeah it's just like whatever i don't know and i get like i said i get that i have made the comment before about gatekeeping and like you're not allowed to like that thing blah 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 Uh but to me personally it's frustrating when i don't think i here's what it is i got it i think people would appreciate her more if they got the full scope yes but i think a lot of people are just barely scratching the scratching the surface because they think she's cool yeah and like she's a pop culture icon but if you really got down deep in it you would appreciate her even more in conclusion, pick up a book and put some respect in her name. Period. There's an excellent podcast that's called Dolly's America. Mm-hmm. And there's an, a podcaster who, d- through different connections, was able to just sit down and ask her a bunch of questions. And it's incredible. And she sits and is very open about the Porter Wagner stuff. And she talks about her family. She talk- her sister is interviewed and her sister has very open and honest opinions about her. Like, it's a beautifully done series. So you should go listen to it. It's called Dolly's America. It's incredible. But yeah, people's tokenization and people's perception of Dolly Parton is in the middle of my pyramid. Love that for you. Period. What's your top? What is my top? That's a great question. Huh. 
uh, here we go. Um, oh, thrift shopping. Dang, I hate thrift shopping, but I love that for you. I just enjoy it because, um, and I had a really, really in-depth conversation about this on uh, the other day with one of my friends who's like trying to be more like stylish and like have more style. And I'm like, first of all, thanks. It's me. Period. No, I'm just kidding. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like, the made it came to me and she's like, Jake, how can I look better? Not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing fine just by yourself. Um, no, but Correct. it was a, you know, a, a heterosexual male who was like, I'm trying to step my game up. How, how do you do it? And I mean, like, well, I, he's very sweet. Um, you know, we're good friends. And I like thought about it. I was like, well, really the main reason that I was able to like pop off and pop, pop out, you got pop it. off and pop out was <laughs> because, uh, I like have access to things like thrift stores. And Correct. I mean, when I think about it, you can't really go wrong because thrift stores, like as even though like they are not as inclusive as I'd like them to be, they're very like, fashion wise. It's True. very exclusive. They're also exclusive size wise. Plus, yes. people cannot do thrifting like skinny people can. That is correct, and I'm aware of that privilege. Um, comma the comma and I benefit from it. <laughs> and you, you were sure as right that I do, <laughs> but like the. I mean, it does also like up to donation. True. So like, it's not like they're seeing like a plus size woman donated dress. I'm like, forget that trash. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's just like the, the supply and demand is right. not what it should be. True. Um, because there's less supply where there is more demand, whatever. I don't want to talk about econ. Wow. You're an economist. <laughs> I know. Honestly, David Ramsey choke. It's me now. <laughs> David Ramsey can choke for unrelated he absolutely reasons. Choke. He he's absolutely can choke. absolutely can choke. Besides the pioneer woman, he's my number one enemy. Enemy of the podcast, David Ramsey. I'm going to eat avocado toast, David, just to spite you. Just you to suck. spite you. And I hate avocado. <laughs> yeah, I hate avocado, so I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to get a $5 Starbucks coffee, and you can kiss my butt. I'm going to pour it on your bald head, queen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. Thrifting. I'm going to make your daughter into a gay. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose. On purpose. Anyway, so like it usually benefits some kind of like marginalized community or like sure. lesser like um, red racks in Missouri is big mm -hmm. and they like specifically um, assist disabled veterans, mm -hmm. which helping the disabled is helping the is disabled a noble period quest great. period, especially because in the States, the ability to assist disabled veterans is like, it's a joke. No, it's nothing. Mm -hmm. It's really nothing. So that is good. Yeah. So like, I like being able to benefit there. And then also I don't have to contribute to like fast fashion True. or like other ways, like with clothing or sweatshop mm -hmm. workers, mm -hmm. because I'm already purchasing secondhand, something that somebody's already like had and loved or just wore a couple times. Totally. And then like, it's, you know, one man's trash truly is another man's treasure. Literally. There's yeah. like not a loss with thrifting. And it's also like super cheap. Yep. So like, you know, it's a win, 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 win. Yeah. I mean, everything totally. I'm wearing right now is thrifted. Those pants are nice. Thank I like you. Those These pants. are women's 12s. <laughs> I love People that. of the podcast, they let look, me tell you something, especially the good. men who listen up right now. <laughs> Once you get over yourself yep. and like shop both sides, say it. It was life changing for me. Period. I because as a teacher, especially, my yep. dress, the dress code is very limiting. Mm -hmm. Like where we are in America right now, like the the idea of what a man has to wear to teach oh, is ugh. some kind of dress shirt yeah and then also like pants slacks like nice slacks maybe a dark end. jean maybe a dark on like jean a friday on a friday like yeah. if you've earned it yeah 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 <sighs> bomb yeah but like so like i was like i'm not gonna just wear a skirt because i'm gonna get fired <laughs> right but like 
in my pursuit of finding other colored pants because like I want to be fun, mm -hmm. you know, and I, because I teach middle school, I have to have something that brings me joy. Cute. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> that's the truth. Middle schools will suck the joy right out of your soul. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. You can't outshade the sun. And it's true. I give it to the kids every day. I wish I could have done that. My Maybe parents I were, out so fast. my parents were giggling when I, <laughs> they were moving me because they found all the notes that I had from the kids after I was leaving the school mm -hmm. I was at because a bunch of them were, were talking about how I would roast the kids and that they would enjoy that. Yes. Good. <laughs> my parents I got like, that a lot too. <laughs> my parents like, you get away with that. I'm like, absolutely. absolutely. They love it. Yeah. They think it's hilarious. They think it's so funny. They're like a fellow youth. Especially if you're going in on a kid that nobody likes. Absolutely. They eat that Mama, crap nobody's up. safe. It's true. <laughs> nobody is me. safe. Uh -uh. Hide your kids. The reason I bring that up is because yeah. so many like men's like the men's fashion industry the the men's like ready to wear mm -hmm. like teaches you like from a young age to be afraid of color yes and very being afraid much. of color is simply put boring true step it up like true all there would be if i stayed in the men's section forever and ever amen is a bunch of khakis slightly different colors a bunch of navies and a bunch of blacks Ugh, so boring just neutrals for the bottoms i don't want to see it it's a snooze it is a snooze so I mean, even like the neutrals in the women's section, like they fit you better. It's true. And also, I would also encourage any dudes listening to the podcast who feel like they don't have a sense of fashion, ask somebody. Yeah. Literally, find a woman or find a gay. Yeah. And say like, hey, when I, you know, I'm going to fill in the blank event. Mm. I'm thinking about wearing this or this. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What are or your opinions? Or just tell Amanda to give me your number. Yeah, I'll <laughs> put you, I'll hook you up with Jake on Snap. It's my It'll bread be great. and butter. I, love I do it all the that. time with Jake too. I What was it? I went to an event. Uh, oh, it was when I was picking out um, outfits for an interview mm. and also for a wedding reception. I did this a couple of times with you being like, okay, this is what I'm thinking about wearing. What do you think? Mm -hmm. And it's not even like, I don't know how to dress myself. I want someone else's opinion. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I think I look good. Do you think this looks good? Or do you think I should change something else objectively? So yeah. men, find a girl, find a gay, help like tell them that you want help for um for for literally anything any sort of event yeah. or just like in general right and you don't have ask to, about and it. the beauty of fashion too is that you don't have to like pertain to one thing like just because i'm gay i'm not wearing neons all the time i'm not no. wearing like you can do it you can dress however you want i'm gonna make comments about this later because i wrote it down specifically but like <laughs> the mesh tops and the drawstraps straps do not have to be for you it's true yeah it's very true i mean yeah it's fashion is what you make it exactly so and you can change it up it, every day too that's the thing that i have to get in my brain too is like i don't have to adhere to the same aesthetic every single day of my life yeah. if i want to be feminine one day i can and if i want to be non-feminine and more like masculine another day i can do that too period if i it's want waking to up and dressing how you feel exactly exactly if i want to wear every single ring i own and a bunch of necklaces and give off the don't mess with me energy i can and if i don't i don't have to exactly and yeah. that's why thrift stores at the top for me because beautiful period. we love it it gives me the power to do that so my top of the pyramid, I have two things. Okay. The first is iced coffee. Love. I am just really thankful, hashtag thankful and grateful mm -hmm. that somebody saw the benefits and the beauty of coffee and thought, what if we made this not hot? Yeah. What if in the summertime we did iced? Exactly. And I just love that. I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, God invented iced coffee because he knew that there would be haters in the summer. Tea. And that's tea. Honestly, that it is. That is big tea. Like, if I didn't have an iced coffee, if I didn't have access to iced coffee in the summer, and I didn't want to drink a hot coffee all the time, I, what would? I, how would I fight off the haters? The coffee that I had today at church was literally maybe the first hot coffee I've had in maybe six years. Okay, I'm going to tell you a secret, and I'm going to tell all my listeners a secret, too. I know two people in my life who, one of them I know is listening to this, the other one maybe not, 
two people in my life who no matter what temperature it is outside have to have their first cup of coffee as hot. I was sitting, hold on to something. I was sitting poolside yesterday with a man, of course, drinking a hot coffee by the pool. It was like 90 degrees outside. And this mother freaker is sitting by the pool drinking hot coffee. Gross. Disgusting. Jail. Prison, actually. I, worse than jail, prison. Prison. I personally am very thankful for iced coffee. Mm-hmm. Ew, are you ready for my other one? Yeah. You're not. I'm sure I'm not, but go ahead. It's you. <laughs> your eyes at me excuse me i, I as my triple earth side self throws myself off of a roof hear me out okay hear ahead. me out mm-hmm. i am thankful for you and i love you for lots of reasons but one of them is because like especially as we were talking about at the beginning like thinking about who you and i were when we first met is just like it's just crazy it's and, shattering and it's also very grounding for you are a reminder that i that what happened to me happened to me do you know what I mean? Yes, but like the way that you say that makes it sound like, like you remind me of my trauma. And I love that. No, 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 no. It, it reminds me that like, no, what I went through was real. And yeah. I know it was real because Jake can vouch for it. I'm and the Jake anti-gaslight. Yes. And like, <laughs> and also, you know, like my college experience was awful, but yours wasn't that easy either, girl. No, it, so it was a walk in the park. Seeing you come out of school and like be like a successful functioning human. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we did it. We got out. We made it out. We're real people now. We have opinions that are can, that can be expressed. Mm-hmm. You know, literally was outed and came out as gay at a Christian college. You better get into it. Yeah. True. And came out the other side as a winner. Yeah. It's Period. just crazy. Period. I and know. You know what? They're still hitting my line, baby. Of course they're they are. Still hitting my line. Mine, well, they want me to sew, but they're still hitting my line. The people I have no one in my DMs anymore, which is great because I was really tired of them. But yeah, you're on the top of my pyramid, girl. Oh, wow. I know. Honestly. Say thank you. Take a compliment. Thank you, Amanda. And also take you're that, welcome. Eli. <laughs> yeah. Choke. <laughs> part two, the remix. Choke. The David Get a remix. Choke. Choke. Electric part two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> electric boogaloo. <laughs> Um, oh I'm gosh. also realizing that I didn't talk about any of my disclaimers. This is your weekly disclaimer that if you can hear my cat in the background, because she has a bell on her conscience, you can for me to take it off. She's somewhere. She doesn't want. She doesn't want the smoke. She really. Does she's afraid it. of me. She yeah. She's gone. Yeah, she's relearning no again she that I am a non-threatening male. True. Which like you know whatever. Um, she said you're not wearing a cut crease. What's up with that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm suspicious. Um. Okay, I got an email. I'm so ready. From a fan. I'm bracing really myself. Exciting. Um, I'm going to get through this as quickly as possible. Um, okay. It's from a, a girl named Natalie. She says, hey. Hey, girl. Natalie says, I just wanted to say I love, love, love your podcast so much. You're freaking hilarious. And it's so entertaining just to listen to you and your friends and also your sister. Love you, Neely. I just found this podcast through a friend a few weeks ago and have been hooked ever since. Your laugh is so contagious and I love your style. I'm not creepy. You used to teach at my school. Slay. I a million percent when I saw this girl's in like name in my inbox, I thought I was in my teacher email. Uh-oh. But then I was like, wait, my teacher email has been deactivated. That's not real anymore. Period. Um, but she says, I used to teach at my school. My all-time favorite is the bonus. Also, hey Natalie, hey girl. Um, my all-time favorite is the bonus drag episode with Jake. Period. And period. my second is your episode with Caitlin. Yeah. I was wondering, would you ever think about doing an episode with Eli and Jake together? <laughs> 
Natalie, you are psychic, bestie. <laughs> then Jake asked, had said something about that earlier. But I just want to gang up on Eli. That's all I want to do. It's so easy. He's such an easy target. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. I he, love bullying ugh. people I don't know. It is so entertaining and fun. But mm -hmm. actually, like, not. I'm just. But, like, in a fun way. Yeah. Like, don't actually go out and. I'm not endorsing bullying somebody just for no reason. I'm a, I'm fully yeah. endorsing bullying. Today, Eli. I bullied someone at lunch for liking Imagine Dragons <laughs> and, like, unadulterated. <laughs> that was their first impression of me. I've never done anything like that before, but honestly, liberating. <laughs> it was really funny. It was funny. Yeah. He's an easy target. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, they're my favorite and they make the podcast so dang funny. She said, Hey, I'm a fan of Eli. You can tell him that. Gross. Gross. Jail. Never Jail, mind. Natalie. Everything prison. good we said about you, Natalie, gone. Prison. <laughs> <laughs> um, your podcast gets me through chores and getting ready in the morning. Almost forgot. I heard that someone did a fan pyramid, so I figured why not do one too. At the bottom, riding in the car and playing music and being told to change the song because it's inappropriate, even though it's a song that slaps. Ugh. Jake, you love that feeling. You're I in that feeling all the time. Love that song. <laughs> in the middle, again, someone said this a couple weeks ago, dog sitting. The dog begins to know you and trust you, and you throw the ball one time for the creature, and it thinks you're going to keep doing it. Yeah, guess what, dog? I'm not. I don't even like dogs, but I like money, so I guess I have to do it. Slay. And, period. <laughs> it just gets frustrating because they bring back the ball and look at you like they're going to die if you don't throw it, so you kind of feel bad, and so you tell them to drop it, and then they do, so you pick it up and throw it again for them. When does the process end? It doesn't. And it really just gets on my nerves. Mama, I'm here to tell you, you break the cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, at the top, Taking care of cats and your family telling you not to touch or go near a cat named Snowball because he will bite you and then going over and petting the cat and it doesn't do anything but love you because you're just that lovable and your entire family is standing there in disbelief because the cat doesn't like anyone but you. You better work. Period. Well, there you go. Please read this out loud on your next episode. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for making me laugh and giving me joy through your comments and criticisms of Dance Moms in 2011. Oh, one other thing. You are absolutely hilarious and so, so, so beautiful inside and out. Please don't doubt yourself. I know it's easier said than done, but just know that you are freaking amazing and I can't wait for so many more episodes to come. Much love. Natalie. Heart emoji. Wow. You better work, Natalie. You better work. Honestly. One million percent. If you want me to do more drag, tell Amanda. I mean, period. I, yeah. Encyclopedia <laughs> Brown of drag. That's me. It's true. Jake is like the rain man of drag. Like it's, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like sees how many no, yeah, yeah. are on the floor. I know what you're talking about. I just don't know how I acquired all this information and why it's just so willingly at my fingertips. I think it's a byproduct of being gay and depressed. Absolutely. It is. <laughs> it's, it's all the repression, girl. I'm doing reparations. That's what it is. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Okay. You're ready to get into this episode, girl. I mean, it's been 45 hours since we started this episode. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Season two, episode 15, Night of the Living Dancers, uh -huh. which is a way better name than the name of the group dance. Oh, my God. <laughs> Previously on, we have this, like, Maddie potentially getting another solo, but okay, Miss Keyboard, fall over. Dang. She said gone. She said deceased. Okay, there we go. Um, Maddie getting another solo, question mark. One of these days, I'm just going to throw you up there and make you do it, blah, blah, blah. Chloe is feeling pressure. Melissa is not confronting Abby. Mackenzie slipped. She kind of hurt herself, but like, did she really? Whatever. And then the Christy and I, you idiot. And then that's it. Grammar queen. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Let's do it. In Pittsburgh, Studio A in the mirror room. Um, Abby says that the children walked in just like they do on stage, sluggish and boring with no energy. My favorite kind of read, immediate, immediate. and unadulterated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, immediate and unfiltered. Yeah. Um, Abby says that they don't have enough energy, and she says that they're boring on stage. So exactly what you're saying. There's no – she wastes no time coming after the girls, getting them mind, body, and soul – 
putting them six feet under. No time. No time. On the pyramid of the children. Bottom of the pyramid. Rips the paper off. It's Maddie. We're gagged. I was shocked. I did not see that one coming at all. And she's on the bottom because Abby says because she didn't take a chance to do her solo. She's like, you're nine. You need to be making money moves. If opportunity comes at, uh, to knock at your door, you better take it. Nine-year-old. Ridiculous. <laughs> right. But not as ridiculous as, as what happened next. Yeah. So then Mackenzie's next because she slipped. And then like whatever. Oh, her, no, no. Girl, you were wait, skipping right over what Melissa. Did I, what did I skip? Oh, I'm, I was typing. I kept missing Melissa's things. Oh, don't you worry. I got all of it. What, what did she do? What did I miss? <sighs> when Maddie was announced at the bottom and after like Abby and Maddie had that little go between that you just mm-hmm, mentioned, mm-hmm. Melissa had a talking head oh, and yeah, she yeah, was yeah. like, well, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. And I was like, that's your child. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, I just thought she was breathtaking. I couldn't take my... Yeah. Of course you couldn't. She's literally your child. And then immediately Duh. after that, she said something along the lines of like, you know, like she, like she does not deserve to be the bottom. Like everybody else was like not as good as her. I'm like, what? Are you yeah, and then she's like, everyone deserves a chance at the top of the pyramid. So the only reason why Maddie's at the bottom, according to Melissa, mm. is because everybody needs a chance to be at the top. This is what ridiculous. Um, we would call Melissa what we would in the professional world a see you next Tuesday. Yes, very much, very much, very much. Mm-hmm. Um, Mackenzie's next. The hair in the face, I can't. It's. She always looks like she's recovering from a bad night. It is so sweet. Her little French braids that she definitely slept in and her toothless grin. Very sweet. She's She's going for that curl, babe. She is. She Mm -hmm. is on the bottom because she slipped. Yeah. Paige is also on the bottom because she forgot a step. Uh, Yes. Uh, And then we get to the middle. Brooke, just because she's just not giving enough. Her headshot also makes it look like that, though. She's like. Yeah. She, I mean, well, she's what, 13? Yeah. Like all thirteen-year-olds have bad attitudes. They, don't they care. all do. Like that's just that's part of being thirteen. It's blue steel, baby. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, she's serving face is what I said she, in my comments. She's serving face. <laughs> she's giving face. Her face glide never declined. Never. <laughs> and Nia is next because she quote unquote took responsibility. I don't know. And like stop talking so much. She's and like then, I didn't hear your voice. Only like out of the of eyes. And I was like, okay, so she said that's a micro question, but like whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my mouth. Like, I have to hear your voice all week. And she's like, and that's a good thing because I don't care about the voices of people of color. Like that's where the the rest of the sentence was supposed to be. She huh? really, honestly, would have wasted less time if she had just said, "Yeah, you're in the middle because you're a minority." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh, that poor child. I know, but I didn't. I haven't seen her since the last time that I was here, which is mm. the, the episode ten. And she has that like that weave-in braid right now. Yes, yeah, her braids look so good. Giving, yeah, giving. Really, really good. Speaking of giving, her talking head. I've like made a comment about this when yes. we were watching. She is continuing to give. Yeah, she the, has a pink lip. Yep, you better know it's gloss. The rhinestone ears. Rhinestone ears. She's, the braids are fully over a bumpet. Over a bumpet. Yeah, and she still has it back in the. Ponytail. She looks great. She said, "Today I'll be giving the audience and judges pro- <laughs> production." Yeah, truly production. And then at the top is Chloe, but kind of by default, Abby's mad at everybody except Nia and Chloe, and she know you, heaven knows she's not going to put Nia at the top. So I, it's more of just like Chloe, congratulations, you did it again. Whatever. Mm. Um, we're this week we're going to energy. Da- it, pff, let me try that. Energy dance. Let me take that one again. <laughs> This week, we're going to energy dance in Chicago, and Nia and Mackenzie are doing a duet. Paige is doing a solo, but it's not a reward. Abby wants her to know. It is not a reward. I'm not rewarding you for anything. You suck. You're getting a solo because I hate you. (laughs) Right. Okay, great. Brooke is getting a solo. Chloe is getting a solo. 
And then Abby says, I don't even really want to do a group dance. Looking at this pyramid, you guys kind of suck. I don't really want to do a group dance, but we're going to anyway. Like, okay. Yeah, because I have a business the, to run. Yeah, what was the point? of It's in my contract. What was the point of saying that? But okay. Yeah. Um, And then she's like, we're going to do a group number this week about zombies. Because y'all are a bunch of zombies. Okay, work. Um, And then she like intelligence shames Holly. And she's like, Holly, you're not really working anymore. You've got a ton of time on your hands, huh? You're in charge of costumes this week. Holly's only qualification for doing costumes, according to Abby, is that the girl's got time. Yeah, why are they even putting this job on Holly? Like, Because Abby wants her to stay losing. Listen, I love Holly. I, I think love, she's great. Oh, I, will, I will die for Holly tomorrow, who's asked of me. Yeah. But, but we should, judging by the dress barn blouse that she's wearing at that <laughs> moment, we should not be barn. asking her for anything related to costumes. And she says as much. She's like, I don't know. I'm not a very creative person. Like, I don't know what she wants out of me. Like, whatever. She's just doing it because she wants to see Holly lose. Because right. Abby hates she's Holly. She's not want to see a black woman win. And no, because Holly's a woman of color. Well, Holly's a black woman and she uh, is smarter than abby she's, she's a doctorate PhD. yeah she is a phd in being that girl and abby hates her yep so four days out until the competition we're seeing a group rehearsal um melissa is talking they're up all the moms are up in the lido deck again and melissa's talking about maddie being at the bottom and she's like i don't really understand why maddie's at the bottom it just doesn't really you know make a whole lot of sense to me christy's face christy and, and holly give each other so many faces in this like segment it is hilarious and christy immediately looks over to holly and was like okay are she, you like are you hearing her are you hearing this her girl? you hearing this and th- that was my favorite because christy and holly usually don't interact like that no i know it's usually christy and kelly yeah but she needed somebody like you know what i mean she needed to direct that energy at somebody so <laughs> she she's was like, like holly help yeah, <laughs> um and then kelly is like well melissa do you think that she's at the bottom because of you she says, when my girls are at the bottom, it's always because of something I did. So do you think that Maddie's at the bottom because it's something you she did? She put that really well. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. Yeah. Um, she says. <laughs> Quickly. Yeah. What do you do successfully? Quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Melissa says that she's not working at the front desk anymore. So she doesn't have time. She gets emails all the time about how much people miss her. Delusion. Says, I miss the people. They email me all the time about how much they miss me, whatever. And so Delusion, Kelly, convince yourself. Literally. Delusion is free of charge. Literally. You would know, huh? Ke- <laughs> I'm not going to let that slide. I'm not going to let that slide. <sighs> Kelly is like basically suggesting that since melissa lets abby just say whatever she wanted she mm-hmm. wants to her and she stopped working at the front desk that it's melissa's fault um what <laughs> what i just i'm giggling at the notes that i wrote down because like they're <laughs> generally coherent but no they're not um <laughs> like we're about to lead into like the next thing you said uh-huh. and i just wrote abby said give face queen your face guard is declining right now i think she was talking <laughs> about brooke but i can't remember yeah probably okay great <laughs> we're we see Paige's solo rehearsal and Brooke's solo rehearsal really quickly. Yes. And Paige's solo is called Tongue Twister. She did it a year ago. So it's not really new material. Uh-huh. And it's like fine. And then we're seeing Brooke's solo and it's called Paint a Picture and it's like fine. Paige's solo has a chair. That is important. It will come back. But mm-hmm. we don't really see anything outside of that. Um, After Paige and Brooke are done, Abby goes. Hello. Oh. Stop. That's my um 
timer for my laundry. I'll go get it later. Okay, great. <laughs> After Brooke and Paige are done, Abby's like, have your mother meet me outside. <laughs> just fight. It's like, yeah, like, they're going to fight. Um, she wants to, like, tell Kelly to her face. Paige has a chair in the solo. Take the chair home. The chair needs rubber stoppers on the bottom so it doesn't slide around while she's standing on it. She needs it for tomorrow. And Kelly's like, got it. Then she starts berating her about how Brooke needs to take voice lessons because Brooke wants to sing. This is the first time we're hearing about this. We've never heard about it before. But Brooke is telling Abby that she wants to be a singer. And so Abby's like, she should take voice lessons here. And she says, I'm telling her to take voice lessons. Which, like, why is there a voice teacher at a dance studio? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't get that, but whatever. She needs to take dance lessons from the woman down the hall uh, because I'm her manager and you have to do what I say. And Kelly goes... No, you're her manager for dance, but I'm the mom. She says, I want to do something special with my daughter. I mm. don't want this to be like an Abby like thing. Like me and Brooke are going to figure this out. And mm. and Abby's like, well, I think you should do what I'm telling you because I don't think you know what you're doing. Mm. And there's a commercial. I feel either I misinterpreted that scene or I'm missing something because I what? thought that Kelly was saying that they already had a voice teacher, but she oh, just she wasn't in that thing. I think that's what the, she said. She very well could have said that. And Abby was like, I, yeah, I don't care. I don't think you know what you're doing. Yeah. But also Abby had a really good point in her talking head because she was claiming that the voice teacher that Brooke was working with at that time was just like having her sing into an iPod and then giving her critiques. Oh, Abby yeah, was yeah, saying yeah. that she was like needs fundamentals. Like she, when yes. you go to a voice lesson, you learn scales. Yep. You learn like Technique. how to use your voice. You, you learn placement. You learn placement. You learn vocal affectation. You learn all right. these things. So, I mean, at first, like towards the end, I was like, okay, this is obviously just her being produced. Like Abby's like being right. asked to like drag this out a little bit more. Right, right, right. But like her logic behind like saying like, you need to go to this lady who I know will do a good job. Mm-hmm. But that being said, she, I don't know why she feels like she, well, I do know why. I don't know, but logistically, I don't know why she need, feels like she needs to have a monopoly on Brooke's time. Like yeah. whether it's her actually doing the instructing or not. Yeah, literally no idea. I think it's literally just to spy on Brooke to see if there's actually will be a talent there. Yeah. And then exploit that like she did with Maddie. Totally, totally, totally. Um, Melissa then stops by the desk to talk to Abby and she's like, you know, Maddie hasn't had a solo in a couple weeks. Can we still have a private? Hey, Melissa, how's the shoe fell on the other foot, babe? Yeah, literally. <laughs> she's like, in two weeks, she hasn't uh-huh. had a solo. And she's like, can she still have a private with you for like an hour? And Abby goes, an hour? I don't have an hour. <laughs> and Melissa's like, well, just like, you know, whatever you can make work for your schedule and like whatever works best for you. And Abby's like, I do want to take this opportunity to like kind of figure out what's going on with Maddie, why she's not confident anymore. She's lost like, you know, a little bit of pep in her step. What's going on? So she's like, I'll fit her in somewhere because I need to figure out what's going on with my star. Yeah, at four in the morning, basically. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Yeah, it's crazy. But she says she doesn't have fire or confidence that she used to. Sure. So she's like, whatever, I'll fit her in whenever I can to just kind of figure out what's going on. Valid. Um, three days out, we are seeing Mackenzie and Nia's duet. It's called Circus Circus. I mean, it was we'll very, get it to turned it. out very cute. We'll get to it, but it's real cute. But like, mm-hmm. that's, we're not really seeing, we don't really see a lot of, rehearsal footage in this Mm-mm. episode it's just a lot of like we we practice we promise and then like that's it I'm like, allegedly okay. allegedly yeah uh it looks cute whatever yeah it's mckenzie is uh an at this point a nondescript animal that we will find out later she is a lion it's so freaking it's cute so cute and nia is like a lion tamer yes it's really cute 
uh, I, yeah, I don't know how I did it twice, but I said Nia is giving the dolls a run for their money. She is honestly, she's serving. She is serving consistently. <laughs> this is, I think, this is a new outfit too. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> she's giving production. She's very cute. She said we have the budget this season. This keyboard is trying Throw to attack her. me. Drag her. <laughs> Get her, Jade. Get her, Jade. <laughs> um. Okay. Oh, we see footage that I, if I were Brooke. Oh, if I were Brooke today, I would want all the digital copies of this to be Brooke. Burned. So sorry to you, girl. Friend of the podcast, Brooke. Dude, pour one out for Brooke Highland because this is embarrassing. We get footage of her voice lessons. Uh huh. Voice lessons. Yeah, which again, I have the note. Why is there a voice teacher teaching at the studio? Don't and understand. Kathy as well. Yeah, gross. We're tired of Kathy's. We no are very Kathy's. tired of Kathy's. Um, and <laughs> and Abby walks in and she's like. <laughs> She's like, how's she doing? And Kathy goes, I think Brooke can sing about as well as she wants to. <laughs> Read of the is century. So funny. She can sing about as well as she wants that to. Is so <gasps> backhanded. I oh, love it. That is inc- that's it. everything. So good. It so brought funny. it breathed life back into me as I crashed from the caffeine I had this morning. It's so funny. She and then um Abby's like, oh, Brooke, didn't you write a song? And this is where we hear the summer song. What's it called? Summer in my mind. Nah, it's called. Su- I can't remember. It's something. It doesn't matter. But it's something about summer. It's something Addison Ray is working with her lawyers yes. to get right now. <laughs> very much, very much. And we see a little bit of it. And I have in my notes in all caps. Yes, this is the summer song. Woo! Song of the summer. <laughs> so funny. Um, it's really cute. She's thirteen. It's very mm-hmm. sweet. And then that's it. Again, we, it's like this episode felt really disjointed. It felt to really me. choppy. We're missing yeah. a lot of information. Yeah, it's it was just like chop, 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 chop the whole way through. Yeah, L- like small little bits of things. No, like consistent through line. Other things take Kelly. their editing Emmy away. Yeah, very strange. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're seeing the costumes. We're seeing the moms. Indeed, Holly's talking about the costumes. The moms are kind of like brainstorming. Excuse me. Holly has printed out photographs of zombies, and she's mm. like, "We want to do zombies. They're Inspo. black and white. They're that black and white pictures. So I don't really know how helpful they are, but whatever." She's an eco queen. She said, "I'm not spending extra money, and I'm not hurting the planet by she using." She said, "Ink is forty dollars, and we're not going to be spending a dime." She said, "It's 2014, 13. We're in a recession. <laughs> we'll figure it out later." Um, they're gonna take thing. They're gonna like take um different costume pieces and rip them she says they're distressing things rubbing things in dirt all this fun stuff and they are living their best life here's what i want to know holly claimed to know nothing about fashion and then all of a sudden right now in this cutscene, she's anna wintour she i mean <laughs> she's listen, at, at large in she, chief yeah it was she was honestly kind of giving it was really good it was so great um okay commercial yeah. two days out we're seeing the group number rehearsal Kelly forgot about the stoppers for the chair. She said her reasoning that she claims is that she was too busy buying things for Brooks co- or Brook and Page's costumes to remember to buy the rubber stoppers. So she doesn't have them. At the time, we see them, we see the chair upstairs in the Lido deck, and they're coloring in the scratches with one of those like wood marker things. And they're and Kelly is like, oh shoot, I forgot like I am now realizing I forgot about the rubber stoppers. Um, Kelly also hears Abby screaming at the children about their faces. And she goes, I'm sorry, what's the emotion for zombies? They're dead. (laughs) Which I thought was really funny. Incredible. And so then, um, Abby like looks up at the Lido deck and like points at Kelly and points at the chair. And it's like, I want the chair down here. 
And Chrissy's like, Kelly, she wants a chair. She wants the chair right now. Kelly, she wants a chair. And she's like, I know. She's like, well, I don't have a stopper, so I guess I'll just send it down anyway. Paige goes up, gets the chair, hmm. goes back downstairs. Abby touches the chair and gets black paint on her hand like the matchmaker in Mulan. She's like, pour the tea. And she's yes. paint. It's very much that. And there's no stoppers. Abby calls her a dingbat, which is so... She goes after this woman's intelligence all the time. And mm-hmm. it's so annoying. It's also the reason why she hates Holly. So it's like that intelligence is like a thing for her, I guess. Sure. Not a therapist, but I'm just recognizing patterns of behavior. I mean, here it is. Check the material. Check the material. Um, There are no stoppers on the chair. Mm-hmm. Abby takes the chair. She doesn't throw the chair. She kind of drops it. She kind of just like tosses it or drops it and yeah. says like, I'm done. And Christy in or Kelly, I mean, in full confidence, flicks off Abby and says, F you, very strongly. Um, and then as this altercation is happening, because Kelly is still in the Lido deck looking through the glass at Abby, who's on the floor, Abby looks at Paige and goes, doesn't this behavior from your mom embarrass you? She says, listen to how foul her mouth is. Isn't that embarrassing to you? That's your mom. Which, like, I mean. The worst. I mean, like, the worst kind of teaching in the world mm-hmm. but whatever uh and she's like you know what you're not doing a solo or she says next yeah she says next like I don't she's think she says it. she says i'm done and then she says next she doesn't say she's pulling it but Paige picks up the chair leaves and starts crying and, and it is so baby. sad so <sighs> then whoever is upstairs with the static cam takes it off the tripod because kelly is so, we're on the move <laughs> kelly is gone she runs down the stairs, and at the bottom of the stairs is the door to get into the, like, dressing room. Yeah. Paige opens the door to, like, see her mom. Kelly breezes right past Kelly, her. Kelly the Flash Highland is she gone. She is going in on Abby. She leaves her shoes on, walks in, and just, I mean, she rips Abby a new one. She lets her have it. She really does. She says that she's going to pull the two solos. She's like, I don't even want my daughters to dance here anymore. I'm going to pull them, whatever. We're hearing the audio of this, you know, altercation happening. And then we see footage of Christy comforting Paige. Girl boss. Oh, it is so sweet. It is so sweet. And like, she's hugging her and like holding her. her. Facial expressions, Christy's are just so mint and so good. It's like, oh, but come here, babe. Like, I love her. Kelly makes a comment about eating. That's very upsetting. Yeah. Um, and then Abby in her talking head says she was a mean girl when she was 12 and she's a mean girl now. I really want to unpack that. Mm-hmm. How do you know? Like, we know that they've known each other for forever. Yeah. I want to know if Kelly, like, bullied Abby when they hmm. were children. I want to know that comment that Kelly was a mean girl when she was 12. Let's unpack that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have questions. Yeah. I want to know if, I want to know what the relationship was. Yeah. Because the way that Kelly talks about, uh, sorry, no, back on up. The way that Abby talks about Kelly sometimes is yeah. almost like there was a teacher-student relationship. But Abby's yeah. not five million years old. She's no. not a vampire. No, yeah, I don't know what that was because they're, they, she wasn't old enough to be her teacher, right? Because Kelly just turned forty, right? And Abby cannot be too much older than that. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, I don't know. I have just have questions. About I don't know their relationship when they were children. I really hate how this was handled. Well, obviously, duh. Uh, if I liked it, then I wouldn't be watching this show. <laughs> right. But uh, if everything today is on today's episode of A Dance Mobs, everything was resolved quietly and calmly. Everything, everyone was really mature. Literally, all you had to do was, I mean, would Abby have been mad? Yes, yeah, sure. But you, Kelly could have brought down the chair and be like, hey, listen, 
I dropped the ball. I forgot to get rubber stoppers, you know, but like it's going to have to happen later because otherwise I'd have to leave and go get them from the store. But she didn't do that. But she didn't do that. She She waited to be found out. She waited to be found out because she thought she was going to get away with it. And Abby's not that girl. Her excuse for like not being able to do it because she was working on costumes. Abby did not initially ask you to do costumes. You are doing it to help out Holly, which is very nice of you. But it's an airplane situation. You need to put your mask on first before you put a mask on somebody else. True. It would have been so much easier and saved a lot of trouble if you had just let the girls like start on the costumes and then you come help later after you've put the stoppers and done what you've had to do. Also, all you have to do is stop by a hardware store and pick up stoppers. It is so easy. Even I can do it. It's like not that big of a deal. Not at all. I don't know. It's just like you just run by the store or like you could have gotten there, dropped off your kids and then got them and then come back. Right. I don't know. It seems kind of like a dumb reason to me. Okay. We cut to commercial. Then we come back. We're one day out. Kelly is back, duh. She's like, I'm never coming back. You can bill me for the rest of this month's tuition. I don't care. And then she's like, so I came back. Like, they always come back. Of course they do. Um, They're doing, they're going to do the costumes in the parking lot. She's like, I'm going to bring in my girls. I'm going to drop them off. I'm going to stay outside. I don't want to go in. So somehow she's not taking the kids out. Abby's not taking the kids out of the dance. She's like, it's fine. We're just, we'll leave them in and it's fine. It's very weird. Yeah. Um. I don't don't really understand why that happened the way that it did, but like whatever, I guess. Sure, it's resolved. Question mark. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the moms are outside working on the costumes in the grass, barefoot. Which I said barefoot for free. For free. They don't understand the value of feet pics. You back in twenty whatever this was. Twenty thirteen was a different time. Yeah, absolutely. You need to get it together. Um, sitting in the grass, working on the costumes, talking about. You know, I want my daughters to have a good dance experience, but also Abby sucks. That like whole, if you don't like it, why don't you leave conversation? It's like kind of the thesis of the whole like show. And like with this podcast, I think even is like aiming to dissect is like, if they didn't like it, why didn't they leave? If right. you don't like it, why don't you leave? Like that is where we are sitting in the grass, like a bunch of hippies working on costumes. Absolutely. Barefoot for free. Okay, Chloe's solo rehearsal. Abby uses the word repertoire wrong. Did you clock that? I did clock that. Okay, good. It's really annoying, and I don't like it. She also misused, she said the word vaudeville wrong in an episode, which really bothered me. And she also misused the word. Oh, no, wait, Kathy said vaudeville wrong. Probably, But Abby misused tracks. it. Anyway, she's a moron. She mm. misused the word repertoire. She says that Chloe's dance is in the avant the avant-garde repertoire. What she meant is the avant-garde genre. Mm-hmm. She's got the wrong word. She's got the wrong what French word. Right. Wrong. I also said very wrong. avant-garde is Twinks describing their jockstrap and measure. <laughs> <laughs> very avant-garde <laughs> very avant-garde i'm giving fashion i'm giving high fashion <laughs> the, the high fashion in question the absence of clothes yeah. is what you're wearing so we again we see it for like a second and it's like whatever right okay cut back to the moms in the dirt yeah as they should holly is kind of feeling the fantasy she's, she's like i'm pretty proud of myself she said i'm a fashion designer and should like, i start a haka tour house in paris like, it's going really well <laughs> Um, then we see the night before in this technique private. This is when it looks like it's 4 a.m. It's Literally. like pitch black. The only light is a street light out in front of the studio. And Maddie and Abby are like having a technique rehearsal that's about like how to snap your body in half and whatever. Yeah, sure. Good for them. So Melissa's upstairs in the Lido deck watching this. Abby knows. She says in her talking and she knows that Melissa is stressed that, Ab- that Maddie is not at the top. She's aware of this. Yeah. Melissa is in the Lido deck sobbing about this watching this interaction with maddie and abby just like in tears 
And she leaves the Lido deck. She comes downstairs. She just walks in. And her explanation for why she's crying is she says, I hear the way that these other girls, like, don't listen to you. Chloe rolls her eyes at rehearsal all the time. I hear the way the other moms talk about you. It is not fair. Blah, blah, blah. I just, like, Maddie loves you so much. She just goes on this tirade about these emotions. Maddie sees Melissa walk in, sees that she's crying, and leaves. She Period. says, in her talking head, it was embarrassing, so I just straight up, so I just got up and walked out. Period. She's Amazing. like, I'm not doing this. She's I'm setting a precedent. Yeah. Melissa dunks on Chloe and is like, I can't believe that she was, she rolls her eyes at you all the time. And a then, literal child. Yeah, for real. Dunking on a child, good for you. I, I know, right? And then people who, you know, repeatedly dunk on children. But she was for real. She's right. not trying to be funny. She's mm -hmm. real. Melissa then spills the tea about Chloe missing rehearsal. So at the beginning of the episode, Abby is like, why didn't you bring, if Chloe missed rehearsal, like, where was she? And Chrissy says she was at the doctor. And she's like, well, do you have a doctor's note? And Chrissy's like, actually, yeah, I'll give it. I literally brought it with me. She's like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. Melissa now is saying, well, um, you should have heard what Christy and Kelly were talking about. They say they're best friends. No, they're not. Christy pulled Chloe out of school and took her out of rehearsal so that she could go to the doctor. But then after the doctors, they went to the movies. Criminal. Prison. Arrest them now. Prison. This, this like overly emotional, flowery language that we're hearing from Melissa about how much she loves Abby is very creepy to me. It's very creepy. It I don't wears like me it. Out. It it's physically just, takes my energy from me and drains it. Because you, it's also embarrassing because you know Abby doesn't feel the same way. Abby no. only sees Maddie as like a tool to like further advance her career. Like it's embarrassing, Melissa. It's creepy and it's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. It's creepy to talk about how much you love one person like this. And it's embarrassing. Huh. Don't like it. I'm sorry. Am I boring you? Absolutely. <laughs> I have another Mountain Dew in the fridge if you want it. Oh, my God, please. Go. I've got two. Okay. So it's the day of the competition. Yes. We're getting on the bus. Kelly is not on the bus. And neither, of her ch neither are her children. Abby screaming at the bus driver. Why are you going this way? This isn't the right way. Like, just bus really, driving instructor to the stars. She is letting him have it. This bald white man could not be bothered. No. He's like, whatever. See, we're on the bus, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Now we're at the competition. We're in the green room. Christy, the BFF, so she has no idea where Kelly is. Are you going to skip over that uh, what? speech that Abby gave about Chicago? Oh, I missed it. About what Chicago? Did she say? No, like the little talking head. It was within her talking head about Chicago oh, being the Midwest. <laughs> being the Midwest. She said the, Chicago is the Midwest. She said Missouri okay. can choke. Yeah. All the Midwest states can just Missouri, shrivel by up and die. Indiana, forget about it. Arkansas, who is she? Never yeah. met her. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Christy's like, I don't know where Kelly and the kids are. And I'm a little stressed, but like, I don't know. Melissa, like, is like, I'm going to talk to my daughter one-on-one. -on -one. And we see Melissa look at Maddie and she kind of jerks her head. It's just like, come on out in the hallway. Come on. So she pulls Maddie into the bathroom and she bullies her. Not the speech in the girl's room. First of all, first of all. So, well, because the the cameras can't follow them in there. But is Bessie, it getting flashbacks for you? No. Wait, what do you mean? Like I've like girls get bullied in the girls oh. room all the time. So I'm not gonna say I was a bully, but what I am gonna say is that bullying did not affect me in the way that it affected a lot of people. They want to touch this. Uh 
yeah no it just wasn't really my thing anyway moving on <laughs> i was i was bullied in my bathroom all the time by my siblings because i was homeschooled <laughs> <laughs> dang um no she like pulls her into the bathroom and she's like um you know you need to you need to do the solo for abby you need to get it together you need to be better she says like like maddie says in her talking head that my mom encouraged me to ask Abby if I could do my solo from the solo that we heard about at the beginning and the previously on where Abby was like, do a solo, you know, like do a flip empty chair, do a solo, <laughs> empty no, chair, do a solo, I'm not an empty chair, do a solo yet. But, Ugh. but she like is telling her, I'm going to throw you on the stage and make you do this solo at any point. And so Melissa's like, now, like now's the time for us to do this. I just had this really emotional conversation with Abby last night at 4 a.m., I guess, about how much I love her. So now you have to go prove how much I love Abby to her right now. That's right. Go make out with her right now. Literally. And so uh, Maddie's like, okay, like whatever. She's a child. Mm. Um, And so Maddie goes up to Abby in the room. And she's like, can I please speak with you in the hallway, please? She's like, okay. And Abby's like, okay. And so they go into the hallway and she's like, I really want to reward Maddie. This is a kid taking initiative. This is a kid telling me what they want. This is not a kid taking initiative. This is their mom using them as a pawn so that her mom can cash out on some sweet, sweet benefits. Right. Uh, you know, and see her be successful. Like the kid is just the, the chess piece. The kid is not the person who's taking the initiative. It's Melissa. So like, right. that's not true. Um, Maddie is so uncomfortable and you, it's like palpable. Like you can, you can feel, feel how uncomfortable she is. And Abby is like, well, if you don't want to do it, like, it's okay. Like it's not, she doesn't say it's okay. She says, I don't understand why you're saying it. If you don't want to do it, you act like someone's making you do this. It's because Melissa literally is. And the second Melissa shows up, Abby's like, I smell stunt. Exactly. So Abby and Maddie are in the hallway talking and then Melissa walks out and she goes, she wants to dance. She's just afraid of you. And Abby looks at her and goes, don't start talking. Don't start talking. <laughs> Shuts her down. Uh, and Abby is taking it out on Maddie for like the way that she doesn't, like for Melissa, you know what I mean? Of course. But she's right. like, Maddie, do you want to do this or not, girl? Like, it's okay. And Melissa's like, no, Maddie, tell her how much you want to dance. It is so uncomfy. It makes me want to throw up and die. It was so manipulative. I hated it. And it's wild because even if you like were to come from the angle of being like, well, she's just being a good mother. She's trying to get a no. piece of her kid. No, she's no, not. No, she's not. She's manipulating her daughter so that her daughter can get something. That doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. And Abby is like, Maddie, stop crying. Don't cry. Babies cry. If you're going to, you know, it's my name. It's my reputation and maddie's trying to like suck back double in whammy her. it's like she's only crying because her mom bullied her into asking you for something mm-hmm. this isn't a real this is it is, was so infuriating to watch i hated it right i hated it so abby goes to register maddie and i guess it was really weird she says she got a register no problem yeah but it sounded like she thought that brooke and Paige weren't gonna show up and so she Correct. put maddie in one of their spots but that could be. Bad I think editing. it was separate. I think they were trying to block him off. And uh, well, first of all, Blue Highlights girl who was working the thing slay. Yes, the the competition worker with the chunky blue highlights. Yes, it's giving. She I did loved give. Loved that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a very interesting. I this is always like one of my favorite parts of any dance songs episode. Yeah. Like like the like the semantics of like oh, the yeah. dance competition. The logistics of getting it all together. Yeah, the logistics yeah. of getting it all together because that's not something you can produce. In no. a show like dance uh-uh. It has to be organic. Oh, yeah, So yeah, like yeah. whatever, like the conversations that Abby's having with them, just like, well, you need to follow your own rules and you need to get it together because yep. they're not going to be here. So you should just cross them off. And they're like, well, when they won't show up, then we won't let them. Yeah. Whatever. 
Yeah. It was very interesting to me. She gets Maddie registered, but it is, yeah, it's very strange to me. Um, we're mis- just missing a lot of information. Certainly. Um, okay, back in the green room, Melissa holds up like a hanger of clothes or a hanger of like an organizer thing, and mm. she looks at other moms and she goes, That's gonna do us all. Which like Why you is it, are it's not a secret. You're it's not a secret. You're on TV, you're mic'd, you've got a literal mic probably taped to your clavicle at this moment in time. There are a bazillion cameras and some softbox lighting. Why do you why are you whispering? Why don't you just say it, Melissa? You know what I mean? Right. Christy and Holly, I mean, look at each other and shoot lasers into each other's soul. Like, can you believe what Miss Girl is doing? This is insane. I can't believe that they're gagged, though, honestly, because it. Well, Christy says she's like, I'm not surprised. Like, of course she did this. Like, she's always up. She smells a stunt always. If Melissa thought that she, like, that Maddie could get solos in perpetuity if she like unalive somebody for Abby. Yeah. She would do it. Oh yeah. She would yeah, do yeah. it yesterday. She oh, said, totally. I heard that you were thinking about this, asking me to do this. So I already had, went ahead and did it for you. Done. No problem. Yeah. I also need your shopping at Aldi and your dress cleaning also. Yeah. You absolutely. Ugh, absolutely. Crazy. So then Kelly and the kids and her kids walk in. Paige is like trying to run her solo. She's like trying to do what Abby's always complaining about kids not doing, which is running the solo and being committed and whatever. Right. And Abby is staring at her computer, not paying attention. She looks so confused. Like, yeah, like, she's whatever she's looking at on her computer is like the most confusing thing to her. She's ever. trying to figure out how to send an email. Yeah, she she's like copy and paste. What's the, the L mail? F mail? What is this? What is this? I. What is this AOL? What, yeah. what is this? Yeah. yeah. Can someone get the dial-up running, please? <laughs> yeah. Can someone get off the phone? It's a laptop. Do I plug in my laptop to the internet? <laughs> like, she has no idea what's going like, on. Like, I was like, I don't blame, in my notes, I was like, I don't blame her for not paying attention to this alone because she looked lost. <laughs> she looked dazed I was like, someone confused. needs to help Abby. <laughs> yeah, truly. Um, they go into the hallway. Kelly is like, wait, why is Maddie doing a solo? Period. And, and nobody answers her crickets. And no one, yeah, crickets. <laughs> and then Kelly looks at Maddie and she goes, it's not a, it's not personal, Maddie. I just think that they need to give my kids more time to dance. And, and Melissa straight up lies and goes, oh, I agree. Which, no, you don't. Just say it. That's the thing that gets me with Melissa. Mm. If you're if you're a sneaky and shady, be sneaky and shady. But be honest about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's so annoying. And then Maddie said, I agree. And then too. Maddie raises her hand. She goes, I agree. Which I do. Ag- I think Maddie, genuinely as a child, believes genuinely believes that. Mm-hmm. Melissa is lying. She's being sneaky. Yes. Um, Kelly is just, like, so pissed about all of it. So she pulls the solos. And she says, I don't want to support Abby like I don't want to support her anymore with my students. I don't want to dance under her name anymore. This feels bad. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I hate that in all of this since we since we arrived at the venue, no one has genuinely asked a kid how they feel. We're making decisions about these children. And Melissa says, my daughter's not a grown-up. She's nine. I make her decisions. I speak for my daughter. So that's the reason why she bullied her into doing the solo. Right. No one is even thinking about how, what is the emotional stability of my child like in this moment? No one cares. because No one asks because no one cares. Right. It's ridiculous to me. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Solo time. Paige's name is called Crickets. Brooke's name is called Crickets. Chloe goes, mm-hmm. the hair criminal. It's giving TV antennas. <laughs> it's, it's giving, giving rabbit ears. Girl of the 21st century. <laughs> it is. It really, really is. 
Um, Christy is like, honestly, she's killing it. And she is. She looks really cool. Her yeah. like, flex feet and like angular movements. I'm like, honestly, she looks pretty cool. Um, Chloe in her talking head says that the reason why she did so good is because she just decided to stop second guessing herself. My therapist, if you're nice. listening, she's figured it out. The the key to not doubting yourself anymore is to just simply stop. You know what? <laughs> <That's great. laughs> okay, we'll cancel my Zoloft prescription. <laughs> Literally, it's I'm gonna start going to therapy. You know, Chloe says all you have happy. to do is just stop. Yeah. I stop second guessing myself. Period. Honestly, I'm just gonna start doing that. I'm gonna stop being mentally ill i'm gonna stop having you know what amanda i'm gonna stop having family and church trauma <laughs> i'm just gonna stop i'm just gonna stop so then so chloe goes then maddie goes um and she's doing that same song that's like your eyes and and she says i your thought that your were teeth stars, were the stars which is and your eyes line. were rivers so and your colon was a waterfall <laughs> <It's> so strange <laughs> And, and your I, left tibia was a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. It's so <laughs> insane. And Maddie is doing the dance that she forgot way back in the day. And I want to know, is this how Shea Kool-Aid feels when she hears so emotional at Kroger? <laughs> it, I hope that Shea Kool-Aid, friend of the podcast, Shea Kool-Aid, if you're World a listening World-renowned to this drag girl, queen and fashion icon, Shea Kool-Aid, friend of the podcast. <laughs> Bessie, if you're listening to this, I so hope that you got the therapy you needed for that. Do you want to, for, for people who have no idea what the hell we're talking about, do you want to provide some backstory about who Shea Kool-Aid is? I would absolutely and love And why so emotional hear. by Whitney Houston is so triggering. I would love to describe the single, probably most, one of the most important gay iconic moments that have happened in the, like, the past 10 years. So... We're talking about RuPaul's Drag Race, of course, um, and Shea Coulee and Sasha Velour, the eventual winner for season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm -hmm. um, Shea Coulee is she's fine; she's getting her bag. She she's a recording artist. She does pretty well, like she's streaming been in wise. Vogue. She works for Valentino. She's been she's in Vogue. Fine. She works for Valentino. She walked uh, Savage Fenty. Yeah, she um, <laughs> she's fine. She won All Stars five, and now she's currently on All Stars seven, which at the time of this has not like finished. Right, but like she's winning. Like she's getting her bag. She's Oh, yeah, she's fine. But season nine was a very different time. Um, she like wasn't as elevated as she was now. She was very in her head mm -hmm. pretty much the entire season, but she won the most. So statistically, people thought that she was gonna win the whole thing. That However, with season nine, what happened was instead of doing like individual like produced and recorded songs mm -hmm. and like they perform it at the finale, which has happened for season seven and season eight, uh-huh. RuPaul introduced at the time unheard of yeah um a lip sync for the crown which Ugh. essentially you know if you're not familiar with Iconic. queer culture a lip sync is like what, what a drag queen does when they get up and they put on the track either a mix like so somebody like went in like to like audacity <laughs> audacity well maybe audacity use a garage band just like chop up music mm -hmm. to like fit like a stunt or like something like they did like if they were like for example like cosplaying as barbie mm -hmm. you know like for Trixie their right yeah at tricks mutel uh, front of the podcast. Front of the podcast, Trixie Mattel. <laughs> uh, like, for example, if they're, like, cosplaying as, like, a specific, like, thing and then, like, got, like, audio from, like, that character talking and mm -hmm. then also, like, a music song that goes with it, that would mm -hmm. be a mix. So, like, those are, like, generally what lip syncs are about. They get a popular song and they, like, lip sync over it and make money, dance, whatever. Yeah. Um. So the lip sync for The Crown was a tournament-style lip sync, like, battle. So it was a top four. So... Shea, Sasha Velour and Shea Coulee were paired up in the first round for this. Mm -hmm. Sasha Velour had only had um, two wins that season to compared to Shea Coulee's four. 
uh, and both of Sasha's wins were double wins mm-hmm. with Shea Coulee <laughs> that she shared with her. Yikes. Um, which, I mean, it's, it doesn't invalidate Sasha's drag. It's great, and she deserved to win by all means because her artistry was is yet to be topped. Mm-hmm. But we get to So Emotional, which is the song that was provided to them. Uh, and Sasha Velour had up to that point had never lip synced because she was never in the bottom. Right. Um, so like we didn't really know what to expect because most of these queens have never seen each other perform unless they're from the same city. Right. So Sasha Velour just shuts it down. She mm-hmm. has a gag where she's wearing this beautiful multicolored like pinks and oranges and yellows, like think sunset uh, with a red uh, wavy kind of, Vol- voluminous wig. Like pin curl almost. Pin curled almost. Like very retro, yes. like 70s. Beautiful. With like full gloves and like white boots. It's Ugh. beautiful. It's gorgeous. Go look it up right now. It's the most beautiful yes. look ever. It is a gorgeous look. And it's also a great lip sync. Right. So anyway, Sasha Velour is typically a bald queen. So she usually mm-hmm. doesn't wear a wig. Then that's by choice because um, it's actually really beautiful. It's a tribute to her mother who um, passed away from cancer. Mm. Uh, who, you know, was bald, obviously, because chemotherapy is, works the way it does. But she started pulling her gloves, rose petals, gloves, rose petals, and like the just hair just falling out of her gloves, falling out of her gloves. Like as she pulls that, and then like the piece of the resistance, like after the end of the bridge, Ugh. she picks up her wig, shakes, shakes it, it, rose petals fall out, fall out of the wig onto her face and onto the floor. The gaze, I mean, died in that spot. <laughs> it was insane. They could not do anything about. It. And Shakele was doing a great job, like up until that but, point. But like she didn't have, like, how could you even expect that the rose petals were even going to happen? Well. There's some what? tea about that. What's the tea? Oh, how much time do I have? You're good. We've got 22. Okay, that's fine. Um, the there's the tea there. Shea Coulee has like gone on the record afterwards saying that like she completely lost like her outfits like she thinks were stolen for lip sync from the crown. Like I don't know why or who or what, but like everybody had a reveal planned mm-hmm. of some kind. <laughs> for Trinity the Tuck, who was known as Trinity the Taylor at that time, she just showed more skin, which we're like whatever. Girl, we've already seen it. <laughs> Peppermint had uh, the other finalists like had a wig reveal like mm-hmm. took off her wig to another one like a blonde pixie wig uh-huh. and then like a skirt that is to this day the coolest thing i've ever seen a skirt like at the belt like pulled off and like undid itself and flipped to the backing where Dang. it was just like a long voluminous dress and she it was to britney spears stronger too oh so it was right there at the bridge. i know that's right it was like the here we go here we go like it Such fades out song, and yeah. then it just go stronger yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah like it was just right there. it was beautiful it was poetic trinity could, ne- could never could never stand a chance but she ended up winning a season two so it's fine <laughs> whatever um, but yeah, so that's in a breakdown of the season nine finale. Encyclopedia Brown. Encyclopedia Brown of Drag. But then, and Shea Coulee also, when she went back to All Stars 5, had like this big arc uh, about like how Rose Petals like kind of traumatized yes. her for a while because yes. it just flinked her back to that and spot. And so emotional. Because she was like, yes. anytime I hear so emotional in Kroger, I like have a breakdown. Like I can't yeah, do it. Like she's like embarrassed because, you know, that's like the Olympics of drag. Mm-hmm. And she felt disarmed and unprepared already. Yep. So here she is trying to do her best, and like somebody just like beat her. Yeah, they she got bested but, to but, a Whitney Houston somebody, song, who is such also a titan of black cult, gay culture too. True, but the Shea Coulee claims that that there was a stunt going on in production. Yes, that she was not informed that like a reveal is what we were doing. Right, she was like, I could have bested her if I knew we were doing that, but all these other queens coincidentally had a reveal plan and I didn't. So like, 
what like what was that was it that she wasn't told was it that something got stolen like that there's just like a little bit of mystery behind mm. all that so anyway this... and then season 10 the concurrent season was the party city of reveals yeah that's so also many reveals true. that's also true so all of this to say when this song comes on i wonder if maddie feels the same way that Kool-Aid <laughs> doesn't she was so emotional because the cd skips which, like, haven't thought about a skipping CD in forever. David, get a remix, baby. Yeah, it it's is. worldwide. It is bad news. But she keeps going. Yeah. The audience eats it up, loves her, go to commercial. They give her a standing O. Which, and they could to some of the fans, and they're like, wow. Like, like wow, she's me so amazing. Break. She's not the first person to dance when a CD is skipping. Are you kidding? It's 2013. CDs are skipping all over the place. Yeah, exactly. On purpose sometimes. Yeah, so, like, it's ridiculous. So the CD skips. Um, Maddie keeps going. Melissa weeping. Of course. <laughs> what else is new for the 45th time today? <laughs> and then Abby, does she kiss her on the mouth? No. Abby kisses Melissa on the cheek. It is disturbing. What? Why are you squinting at me? Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I thought it was Melissa kissing Abby. Bleh. Yeah, and whatever. not uh, because of anything other than Abby and Melissa's relationship to me is creepy and predatory and yeah, gross. Yeah, gay rights. If y'all want to, I think Melissa honestly should get married to Abby, divorce your husband, and marry Abby if you love her Just, so much. Yeah, be honest about it. Yeah, be lit. Call it what it is. <laughs> yeah, be lit. Call it what it is. <laughs> um, okay, solo awards. Um, Abby is like, Chloe, I'm glad that she has someone to go up against. You always need someone to threaten you. Somebody's always threatening me. <laughs> and that's why I'm so good. The end. Like, okay. <laughs> Abby has solved it for me. <laughs> yeah. Third place goes to Chloe. Second place goes to Maddie. I wish – I. This would have been a great teaching moment for Maddie in terms of confidence. Like, see, you put this together last minute. Your mom harassed you into doing something you didn't want to do. And you know what? You still killed it. There's only one person better than you in this whole group today. It's not going to be that because mm -hmm. they don't think that Maddie's a real person. They just think that she's a prop. Mm -hmm. But it could have been a cool teaching moment, and it's not going to be, and that makes me sad. Yeah. Okay. In the green room. Kelly did not want the kids to do her kids to do the group number because she hates Abby. She's anti Abby, but pro group. So she's like, mm. don't want to do it because I hate Abby, but I do want my kids to do it because we support the group. Right. Um, Holly is like, whatever you decide, girl, we will back you up. So she sweet. said, I will ride. Absolutely. At dawn. At dawn. Ugh, Get in the so car. Sweet. Christy knows that if um, Kelly pulls her girls from the group, it's just going to make things worse. She's like, I really hope she doesn't do that. It's just going to give Abby more like fuel for the hatred. Right. Cause it's hope already there. Do it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Duet time. Mackenzie's a lion. Nia's a lion tamer. It is so cute. No, circus, OMG. circus slayed. Circus, circus slayed. Slayed. Your honor, I'm slaying. Your honor, I'm slaying. Your honor, this is boots. <laughs> Your honor, I'm boots. She's, what is it? I'm boots. This is the house. This is the house. <laughs> I'm boots. This is the house. It is, so, it is really cute. I loved it. Um. Okay. Group number time. This night of the living dancers it's called glam which like stupid name you could have come up whatever. with something so much cooler but whatever mm. this is an excellent example of ookie spooky absolutely abby wants to do ookie spooky all the time but she makes it about stuff that could be real this is about zombies it's a couture baby they're flexing their feet they got ripped up dresses one of them is a beauty queen from the undead like that's ookie spooky yes what is not ookie spooky is texting while driving car crash psa that we'll get to in later seasons it's not where have all the children gone. It's not express <laughs> reinvent yourself. Express yourself. Express yourself. Reinvent yourself. yourself. <laughs> None of that. So 
anyway, just as a side note, this is a great example of good ooky spooky number. Mm-hmm. Um, Nia has a hat in yes, this one. Yes, it's giving Michael Jackson. It's giving a uh, hat with three corners. It's yes. giving everything. It's a giving hat. something. It's giving the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, Nia, Holly says, you know, I'm honestly really proud of the way that the costumes came out. I know that Abby was expecting for me to fail, but I think I did really well. Abby's not going to see a black woman winning. She doesn't, but Holly's like, I stay winning. I don't know what to tell y'all. Period. She's like, y'all stay safe. Come on, guys. Um, The number is like fine. What did you think about this number? It was okay. It's like fine. (laughs) The other moms are like falling all over themselves, think it's like show-stopping incredible. I thought it was just like fine. This is not the Shangri-La of dance. Let's not get too crazy about it. And then at the end, the the final like phrase of the song is "Get your swagger on." You better know it. Which, if that's not the most 2013 I think I've ever heard in my life, get your swagger on. You know the period. days where I fall short and the days where I just feel upset. I just look in the mirror and I'm like, you know what? Get your swagger. I never on. got my swagger on today. I forgot to put on my swagger. I forgot to put my swagger again. Willow Smith <laughs> would be so disappointed in me. I hopped out of bed and did not put my swag on. I did not look in the mirror and say, "What's up." Uh, that's right exactly <laughs> what's up to who is she trying to start a fight let's unpack that <laughs> <laughs> what's up to what's up <laughs> <laughs> rolling out of bed starting a fight <laughs> starting a fight we roll up we roll out of bed we roll up <laughs> period on ourselves yeah. um okay group awards time yeah circus circus sweeps period it wins period so period. exciting the whole god everybody else go home everybody else can choke it's circus circus or nothing <laughs> circus circus supremacy <laughs> <laughs> I just make you spit up your Mountain Dew. Sorry. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> um, I'm done a t-shirt. Glam <laughs> wins first place also. So Abby Lee, the Abby Lee Miller School for the Performing Arts Dance Club exclusive. They win um, again. They win again. Incredible. Mm-hmm. We're back in the green room. Kelly is just like waiting for Abby to rip into her. Yeah. Because she knows Abby's going to be peeved that she pulled Brooke and Paige's solos. Mm. She's just waiting for her to start a fight. And Christy is like, hey, girls, why don't we go to the bathroom with Gianna and let's all take off our makeup? Suggestive talk, She's baby. She's like, Chloe, hold my earrings while I beat the living you-know-what out of your mom's best friend's enemy. Period. You know, she like, it's like, let's get out of here because it's about to go down in this room. So Absolutely. Be oh, it's before great. that, well, there's a quick little aside that we both laughed at when Holly was saying, you went first in both of your things when the first time that happened. And I said, <laughs> yeah. Holly said, it's time for a black girl to win. Yeah. She's like, Nia, <laughs> you went first in both things. When's the last time that happened? <laughs> it's time Dang, a black girl Holly. won it. Yeah, period. <laughs> um, The girls leave, take off their makeup. Abby, in her talking head, says that uh kelly is dumb which is so annoying she literally isn't she's not stupid Mm-mm. she's also running you a check every month so it's oversimplifying the situation it's so oh, that is such a good way of putting it like get a grip abby get a grip and abby like kelly's like i'm disappointed that they didn't get to perform their solos i know that they wanted to but i didn't feel like it was right right and abby's like well you're just mad because you screwed it up like you always do oh <gasps> Are you kidding? That is so mean. Yeah. You screwed it up like you always do. Ow. Ow. That is so, like, hurtful. Yes. But then we had to recover because Abby gets on her truth tee right after this. What do, what do you mean? Oh, but she said right after this. Like, after she got done saying, like, oh. you're a mess up, you did Oh, it, about the hospital? Yeah. Yes. Abby gets up and starts going in on Kelly, and she's like, 
Kelly, when your daughter, when your husband accidentally ran over your daughter's foot with the car. Huh? Did she say accidentally? I think she said. Oh, maybe not. When your husband ran <laughs> over. that statement in your head. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> when your husband ran over your daughter's foot with the car, I was the first person in the hospital hugging your daughter, making sure you're okay. And Abby starts crying. She yeah. gets, and she goes, how dare you say those things to me? How dare you assert that I don't love your children? You have no idea what you're talking about. And then leaves. So Abby is like, she's pretty peeved at Kelly for claiming those kinds of things. I think she's pulling stuff out also. I think she's saying what she wanted to say after Kelly called her like 400 pounds. Yeah. Kelly said a bunch of mean body things to her in this episode that I didn't talk about. And I mean, just overall. And I mean, for my, in my limited experience, this is the first time that Abby's like actually like really gone in because usually it's just True. like simple reductive stuff like oh you're dumb you're an idiot blah 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 blah. but this time like she names names yeah she really does which for me like in that relationship <laughs> like i was kind of like work because at because when it comes with between abby and kelly i've noticed that kelly's always the first to get specific she's mm. always the first to be like well, this about you, the worst. This about you, the worst. This about you, the worst. And then Abby's no better. Yeah, but true. It's some. It's satisfying a little bit to me to see Abby like not stand up for herself, but kind of been like she. I mean, at this point, if, she has a good argument. If you are gonna dish it out so much, how about I you mean, take it? Yeah. No, it's true. It's really, really true. Mm. Kelly said some really mean things to her this episode that are cutting at a personal level. Mm. And so Abby's response is at a personal level. Right. Which usually I've said it before. I'll say it again. Abby's best argument is I'm right because you're wrong. Correct. That's it. But here she's like, you can't claim that I don't care about your kids because I have the receipts. I do. Right. I was the first person at the hospital. Da, 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 da. Yeah. You know? So that's it. That's all. That's the episode. And we're exhausted. <laughs> yeah. And we are what? Tired. Bit, period. Um, what do you have for a song this week? For a song this week? That's what a great question. What you been listening to? So glad you asked. What have I been listening to? That's different. It used to be what's a, what would make a good dance mom song, but now that question is really difficult to answer because how do you quantify that when all the music's royalty free? That's fair. <laughs> when you have um, the teeth that are rivers that. and eyes that are stars or something like that. <laughs> or whatever, yeah. Whatever. Um, right now, I've been really vibing to... Um, well, Rina Sawayama has been putting out singles like it's her job. Love that. Um, catch me in the Rina Sawayama XS. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right, listeners, I'm gonna be doing some work after this. I'm gonna <gasps> be putting in the work. Yes, she's a great artist. You'd love her. Um, I'm looking her up right now. Yeah, she's very alternative, and you listen to a lot of like Lizzie McAlpine and yes. um, yeah, Rina is like right in there. She's like very like alt pop. Um, I also Peach PRC just did a cover of Teenage Dirtbag. I love her. Let me tell you something, kids. Let me tell you something today. <laughs> if the song, I don't care what it's used. Well, as long as it's not like the whole song, I love a vocoder moment. I don't know why. I don't know how to explain a how this what came moment? about. A vocoder. I don't know what that is. Oh, sure you do. Here, just for the the kids at home, I'm gonna play from the Peach PRC song and show you exactly the timestamp because I haven't memorized because it's serotonin for me. Sure. Of like when she breaks out of vocoder. Yes, that, like, I love yes the it's layered just, oh, harmonies yes. that it's like computerized, mm-hmm. but it's not a crutch. It's an artistic choice. It's like 
I have I have the exact same thing. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, uh, while you're doing that, I'll just talk a little bit more about it because some people like use like the reason why I think some people hate vocoders is, well, first of all, they were super overused in the 1980s and 1990s, especially with like shares, like promotion of use of it, like back in the day, because it saved your voice. You know, like it was made sense to do that from a production standpoint True. and for like a stamina standpoint because they were touring all the time. But with like nowadays, like people hate vocoders, so like it's never used anymore. Mm-hmm. So when people do choose to use it, like these little pop girls, like Peach PRC and Ava Max, or like ones that come up to me yes. in particular, their choice of it is much less of a well. I'm using this because I'm not a good singer. It's right. It's I'm using it because it adds to the feeling of what I'm trying to convey right now. I have. It's another example. It's Casey Musgraves. Casey Musgraves. Oh he's, man, that is something he's ethereal. else. Ethereal yeah. is just always for me a great choice. A uh-huh. great choice to either bring back the music or have it just as loud and throw mm-hmm. the vocoder mm-hmm. on it and just have that those harmonies. It the just like you. scratches your brain. It does. It's really nice. It's so good. So is that is Teenage Dirtbag by Peach PRC? I'll, I'll do that. I'll do the t- t- uh, Peach PRC's cover of Teenage Dirtbag. Can you play Dirt a little bag. bit of it? Uh, Peach PRC's cover can you play it can i play it sure can do you want me to Is start from the single? top it's a spotify single yeah just play a little bit of it i'm gonna put it on the pyramid bops playlist that everybody oh, should cute. go listen to and follow oh Dang. lizzie mcalpine did a cover of this at her concert just everything that's a little tidbit for the girlies. That's interesting because my the song I picked this week is also a Spotify single, which I love Spotify singles. Yes. So there's an artist named Chica who is uh, – this isn't the song I picked. I was trying to do Zara Larson's uh, cover of uh, oh. Laid All On Me, which is also great. Oh, no, From no. Mamma Mia. It's so good. Um, there, like, there's a Chica cover of uh, the Billie Eilish song "My Future." Yeah, that's very good. And but she oh, raps in it because Chica's an R and B and a rapper. I R&B love artist. Chica. She's so her cover of "My Future" is so good. Mm-hmm. It's Spotify single. That's not what my song is though. My song is a Spotify single. It's a cover of a Lord song by Glass Animals. Glass Animals oh, covered yeah. Solar Power. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that this was even a thing until I heard it in the store. So, so the original version of Solar Power is like fine. Solar Power as a concept, as an album, is fine. Sure. I, you and I are big into Lord. And especially were big into Lord because <laughs> because I, I really liked Lord. Her first album came out, Pure Heroin came out, right after i graduated from high school very good album of all about being young having a crush on a boy going to parties getting older like those kinds of like you know young people feelings that are it was a great it's a great album it has team it has royals it, it has ribs. ribs yeah it has it is a all killer no filler album period then she came out with melodrama which came mm. out my senior year of college now that is an album with no skips that i should have listed okay melodrama by lord is an album of mine that's no skips it mm. is so good it came out the summer of my summer before senior year of college because it came out when i was living in virginia shout out to jamie and cecilia it was all i listened to that whole summer it's so good and my boyfriend at the time bought me tickets bought us tickets to see lord in concert and then when we broke up I was like, Jake, I don't know what I'm going to do about these tickets. And you were like, oh, I'll get them. 
And so he who must not be named walked up to me in chapel one day with the tickets. And I don't know if you remember this, but you stepped in between us and took the tickets out of his hand. And you went, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember doing that. <laughs> it was great. And so you and I went to the concert. And we did. We had a great time. We had two other friends who were like, oh, we should go too. They bought tickets for like 20 bucks at like the yeah. last minute. We took a road trip from the you know podunk town to Nashville. <laughs> well i drove on the way there and I drove you on the drove way on the way back because i had to do homework <laughs> which relatable it was it was an excellent experience i still have the little bottle of confetti she drops confetti at the end yeah. she did green light at the end mm -hmm. i still have that shirt oh i do too it was such a good concert your parents found out that you were there right as it was starting and Mad you were like well pissed. i'm already here i just well i'll turn my phone off i have to keep going i'm already here they can be mad whatever yeah it's so so fun. It was a moment. Then Solar Power comes out. Mm -hmm. Melodrama is about a breakup. Yes. It's very clearly about a breakup. Mm -hmm. It is an excellent album. I listened to it a lot as a way to get through my breakup at the time. Very, very good. That was in 28 or the summer of 2017. 2021 comes around and Lord releases Solar Power. It is an album inspired by her trip to Antarctica. Now, I personally like the intersection of my experience and an artist's experience. I want the music I listen to to reflect an experience that the artist has also had mm -hmm. so that we feel similar. Some people don't want that and that's fine. Right. And like, who am I to tell her whatever? Um, also, she got to a point where I feel like she stopped being relatable. Who is wealthy enough to have this trip? Who's wealthy enough to, ex or privileged enough to experience these emotions? Nobody. Mm -hmm. So her third album, Solar Power, did not do very well compared to Pure Heroin that had Team Royals, for, uh, 400 Lux, uh, Ribs, all those things. Melodrama, which had Green Light on it. That was really popular. It had Liability on it. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, my God. A song literally about I don't get into relationships because people say that I'm a liability. Are you kidding? Her line in Hard Feelings, I I get teary eye when I hear it every time. Where she says, "I've got I've I light all my candles. I've got flowers in every room. I care for myself the way I used to care about you." Period. Period. And she goes out with Solar Power. It's about being an anarchist. Whatever. Whatever. So this is the original version of Solar Power. I'm gonna play a little bit of it. I think this I have always thought this song is too slow for this feeling. Mm -hmm. Hang on. Come on. Where's the chorus? It's also like her in a guitar. It's like very right. stripped down. Yeah. It is very obviously a song to get high to. Yes. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. The Glass Animals version is almost double time. It's almost twice as fast. And it's a full band. Period. It's I don't think it's fully double time. It's almost full double time. It's so much better. So now it's like an indie pop banger. Very cute. Yeah. Um, also, sorry, before I forget, um, Peach PRC, I just remembered, had like some pretty serious allegations against her. So like I would look into that and research that. because oh, I don't feel, But um, uh -oh. I just wanted to put out the, that disclaimer because um, this is not an appreciation of her, her art per se. This is an appreciation of the team that was behind that and produced that song. Totally. 
totally, totally. Yeah. I hear that. Anybody could have sang that song, but not everybody would have had the artistic choices. Period. And Spotify <laughs> singles is the one that controls that, so there's no way she's making all those choices by herself. Please do not hate on us. Also, everyone is problematic. Oh, yeah. Please don't cancel me. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have nothing. You cannot take me for everything I have because I have nothing. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, well, dang. That's it. Um, my link tree is in the description of this episode, so you can find all of my social media stuff that's there. The The Spotify playlist um, is linked there. It has every song that we've ever talked about, even in passing. They're all stuck on that um, public playlist. Uh, my Twitter's linked there. My Instagram's linked there. My TikTok is linked there. All that stuff. My social media game is not the strongest, but if you want occasional reminders that I exist, there it is. Delete it old. You know what I mean? Shut up. It's not delete old. It's delete it busy. Okay. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. I'm not too old for it. I'm That's busy. That's right. Not all of us can be 14 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Okay. Well, Jake, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, I have no thoughts, just vibes. Period. My guest. My audience, I love you and I'm proud of you. We're wow. killing it. Stay hot. Absolutely. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you know why you said that. I know. And you know I know why I said that. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.